right, starting Start in me three, two, one. Welcome to episode three of Martism. I'm here with my special, special guest, Derek the Shepherd, leader of the flock. Say hello to the people, Derek. How's it going, guys? I've known Derek for almost a decade now. One of the funniest, humble, and I'm not going to lie, slightly cheap people I've ever met. Derek, how are you doing today, man? All right. Well, let's start off with what you just introed me in as. Okay, so I get it, right? Call me cheap. What is a different kind of nomenclature, though? Let's go with uh, financially aware. Oh, so basically okay. you have a strong inner Jew that your money must stay in your own pocket. Listen, just because I don't believe in the tipping system, all right, doesn't mean that I'm inherently Jewish. It just means that I believe that restaurants need to pay their workers the actual minimum wage instead of trying to force it onto me, the consumer, to let them live a normal lifestyle. That is very Am I true. wrong? You're not wrong. Am I wrong for that? You're not wrong. Okay, I understand that making $3 to $7 an hour all because you can make good money off of tips is kind of ridiculous. But the tips that some of these people get are insane. This is true, though, as well. Like, I, I have to admit, there are some days when I'm feeling rather thrifty of myself, and I'll drop down a quick 20 note. A 20 just note? Just around. Yeah, yeah. You're generous. A quick 20 note. You're very generous. You, you don't know. follow the percentages? Sometimes I do. Other times I get near the, meta, get near the minimum. But then, like, bump it up a few coins just to leave my final balance at a nice round number. I can't do that. The percentage rate, it confuses me. I, I can't do the math on the spot. I'm too embarrassed to pull my phone out to do the percentage. I just stick with the solid 10 to $20 oh, see, range see, on service. Yeah. If you bring me my food quickly, it's hot, it's good, your service was impeccable, I'll give you a good tip. Because it's shared most of the time, isn't it? Between the freaking servers and the waiters? Oh, yeah. No, it's split all the way through. Yeah. My dad's in the service industry. You know, he's a bartender. He basically lives off of tips. And since he's a bartender in such a very popular hotel, he can make stacks in one night, depending if the weather's good and whatnot. Now, the one thing I have noticed, though, they do pay him a good wage, but it's not enough to live off of a family. So this man for 25 years has been able to pull six figures because of tips. So I can kind of understand why restaurants would be that greedy. On the other hand, though, I still think it's ridiculous that someone could be making $3 an hour and still has to split it. That bothers me so I don't know why it irks me so much. I guess it's just because I believe in fairness. But what do you stand on when it comes to retail, though? Because tipping at retail is completely different. Tipping at retail? What retail establishment tips the employees? Not the establishment, the, the customers. Because the customers, you know those customers that you help them out with something and they drop you like a five? You know, oh, you mean the lot associates? Wait, you don't get tips for helping them indoors? Like back when no. you were working in, inside, you know, giving out doors, they never tipped you? Not unless I did a law associate's job for them. No. What? So here's, yeah. So, yeah, let me go ahead and open up the can for you. Right. There's a can. Yeah. There's, 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 a, there's an encompass, right? So, most people, when they view retail, 
they're thinking like you know Marshalls, they're thinking Macy's, J.C. Penney, right? They hear retail, they're thinking clothes, right? Ah, uh, okay. But retail encompasses anything that is a store, be it big box or like mom and pop, right? That sells any item to the consumer at a given payment at a given rate that can be fluctuated if there's a competitive. <laughs> a business that also sells the same product or item that's what retail really is about it's like it, it's in person uh csgo trading on steam oh if okay. you will that's for, for uh, a that's better. a freaking argument in itself csgo trading is that's basically like you're doing drugs like you're selling drugs to people oh i we can talk about yeah. the whole idea that csgo or like steam marketplace is just the best idea of an nft that has ever been put into practice. We can, talk, we can get to that later on. What's an NFT, just um, for future reference? Okay, so NFTs would be an example of your Bitcoins, right? Oh, God. It's just anything that's like non... So it's any kind of thing that you don't physically touch in your hands, but will add value over time, oh. right? So, so it's any kind of digital asset. It's a strange currency, though. Something we'll get into later, like... Cryptocurrency is something that's taken over ever since Corona hit. I guess at a more public scale. It was more like hush-hush for a while, but that's insane. And I think it's only really because people had had so much time during this Corona year to actually sit down and read and gain new knowledge on stuff. That's that's interesting. let's Let's keep it a nice, solid Benjamin, right? If the coronavirus didn't actually hit us to such a point where, or to such a degree, where not only does it show that our medical system is not what it really should be at, but then also just shows like how much we can get like locked down by Mother Nature if she so decides to do it again. It also showed that people who have a lot of time on their hands will generally try to find things to, to fill up that time. And if those same people had government money coming to them every now and then that they can live off of well, yeah, they're going to think of reinvesting it because just having that money sit in your savings, you get maybe, what, a 30% annual return, which only comes out to be like, if you get like $100, maybe you get like a penny a month of uh, overage, that's not going to be enough. So they're, of course, going to look to spend that extra cash in stocks or investing in other things to make more money but once again we'll we'll get to that later on back to the whole retail and tipping thing though right side note ladies and gentlemen this is why i love this man the ability to articulate the most basic thing and make it sound so official is one of his talents i think that's why you succeed so well in retail because (laughs) the normal person would be like what the hell did he just say Retail. <laughs> you gotta admit that was very well said. You have to admit that at least. All right, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to myself. Give I you, was give yourself some credit. I'll give you. Some I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Sure. You know, early age hooked on phonics, kid over here. Wow, another good so, reference. You know. <laughs> That's another so, you know, thing. Parents, I like about if you, you want to have your children sound like me, or at least have my degree of uh, knowledge on random stuff put them on a learning platform real fast and then 
let him coast by that way. He says coast, by the way, and he means it like a literal coast. Like, you can float under the radar better than most. Better than oh, most, man. Derek. You're good at that. I, I Listen, so, yeah, and this is going to go well with the retail stuff, right? So, right. when it comes to a retail area, people show up not really expecting customer service if they don't need it, right? So, That's right. as a, a basic entry-level associate is literally just being paid to make things look presentable for whenever I show up and I come to the aisle to pick up the fastest thing that I want as fast as possible to then leave the store to go do whatever I was going to do before showing up. I'm not like no one goes to the Home Depot to be like, oh, I can't wait to examine the threads on these M5 screws and compare them to an M6 screw just to see in the future difference so if i can just you know eyeball what a screw looks like in the future no they showed up to the home depot to get an m5 or an m6 because their ikea brochure manual told them to get that kind of screw but yet of course ikea and its classic multi-trade business dollar company practice model doesn't give you all the screws you need off the bat doesn't give you the tools that you need adequately off the bat. So you got to go either to Ikea or to like Lowe's or a Home Depot or an Ace. Which is insane, by the way. actually buy more. Yeah. <laughs> How do you buy a product that doesn't have the tools you need to build the product? Like, and it's... the instructions aren't even well written. There actually is no writing on the product. It's all just images that you have to make sense of. There are so many... Uh, successful comedians like Caleb City, for example, or like uh, Long oh. Beach Riffy. Both of them that who are made both amazing. So, top-notch people. Like, If you ever want to take anything from this podcast, definitely look those two up and give them a subscription. Show them some love. Because those two just really take personal skits to the next level. But I think last week or a week before that, uh, Caleb made a video about building anything where he starts off with this chair prompt oh, and you I can remember. tell it was like printed out from an ikea like brochure because it was like in like swedish oh. in ikea classic fashion and then as he keeps making more and more pages the pictures get more and more abstract because it really does feel like you have to like re-engineer and do rocket science sometimes for the most basic of things and it makes you feel dumb for whatever reason it might be well that's the beauty of those those kind of comics they do more than what the standard comedian can do. They're able to think about, let's say, like, like what you just said, building an Ikea piece of furniture. They're able to think about it and make it both funny but true. And that's 100%. something that we don't see enough about these days. We don't see true comedians. Everybody wants to follow what's been done. We don't see enough Patrice O'Neill's, enough Bill Burr's, enough Cat Williams. We still have Chappelle. But we don't see enough of the difference in ways of thinking. Because everybody wants to reach all groups of people, but they don't want to think deeply. And it's true. Long Beach Griffey can make a video talking about, let's say, a school shooter. But makes it funny. Because we all know that a school shooter looks and acts the way he portrays them to. But they also have funny qualities, such as even like... Flipping the hair over your Flipping face. the hair over. For some reason, they all have Glocks for some reason. That tends to be all the go-to. That's the go-to school shooter gun. 
I guess that's the lack the of lack of recoil. Accessible, <laughs> lack of that's recoil. the easiest accessible one out of your local Walmart. He even talks about even the UK rapper one, where the rapper has an accent to them. That's incredible to me because it's true. These rappers from the UK will rap, and they don't have an accent when they rap, but when they speak, they do, and it astounds me. It's like, what happens to your accent when you're rapping? <laughs> do you hide it on purpose? Better yet, when he makes fun of parents. Merry Christmas, son. Just the way he says the word Christmas. It's just like a little oh, yeah, nuanced no, no. Yeah, detail. They go the extra mile to really sell you yeah. on the character that they're acting with to where you really forget that you're watching the same person at different angles or with like different kind of uh, uh, costumes on. Which you, you, don't, you don't register that anymore. You just think, oh, this is a brand new, actual brand new person. Exactly. And what I think helps him, for example, with the Long Beach Griffey thing, he worked retail before he hit 3 million subscribers this year. Mm-hmm. He has that retail experience and his videos talk about that. You're working in retail, you're doing the go-backs, you're doing all these menial, meaningless jobs, I guess you can say. You're doing the go-backs, you're working the cashier, you're Falling in out the because room. you just really don't want to come to work that day, but yet somehow on the day that you decide to call out, suddenly nobody's there exactly. and they really need you because you're the shining star. All of a sudden, you're the MVP, employee of the month. And when customers come in, I think they kind of know that the employees don't care. So when they receive customer service that they didn't ask for, I think they tend to take it. Either say, no, I'm good, thank you, when they really do need help. Or they just accept the help and, you know, you go about your business after that. But it's very tricky. Yeah, that's definitely the thing that... and. To be fair with you, even though I know it's an issue, I personally have no idea how to fix it. But the main issue that I see when I'm working my retail job is that the lack of motivation and also the lack of just common comprehension of problem solving just goes out the window. It's astounding, isn't it? I feel for some, for some of these uh, adults. Well, for one, I don't miss it. I do not miss well, yeah. retail. Uh, as someone who kind of went through the ranks and got promoted out of sheer BS, mm-hmm. um, I agree. The lack of problem solving is outstanding. And I'm not going to lie. There were days where I didn't really want to do anything because I knew that my effort wasn't going to be rewarded. I'm just not a number there. But these youngins who go into the workforce, they already have zero drive most of the time because they're working retail. They know what it is. They're told their whole lives that you don't want to be at retail. That's something you, I heard a lot at school, at least. I heard, you know, watch, you're not going to go to college. You're just going to work at McDonald's. You're going to work in retail. They already associate it negatively. So, of course, they're not going to be motivated to do well. Money is good. Let's, yeah, no, definitely. Let's actually, uh, before I get back to the tip thing, yeah, let's let's definitely (laughs) talk about that. Is that, that's so surreal to me that this whole time right through the entire you know k through 12 and then even community college while i was doing that it's actually insane how much these teachers who get paid my wage if not less depending on what state you're in right take the time to try to shit on retail jobs they try to shit on like the fast food industry Yet somehow, those will be equally the same people 
who, if they go to that location, be it the retail, be it the fast food spot, 10 to 1, I'll even go an extra mile, I'll say 20 to 1, you walk them in there, they are the most helpless children in the world. Exactly. Unsure of what they want, unsure of what they need to make done, and then they get frustrated when the people that they talk to don't understand what they're saying. It's that they don't even know life skills. Like, it's a life skill to be able to walk into a place, take in the information from what you see, process it, and kind of maneuver your way towards a desired result. It's as if they don't know that you can just walk in and ask for help. That's already a problem. They don't know that you can walk in, look up, and see signs. You're looking for screws? I'm telling you, if I got paid, even... I'll say a penny. If I got a penny every time someone asked me either where something was, as far as like a, like a low general location, right? So if someone goes, hey, where's the bathroom? Or, hey, where's the cash register? Or where's the paint department? When those places are just so highly advertised and the ceiling with lights directing locations, right? For example, a line being formed. You know, you're looking for the cash register. Look for a line being formed. That tends to be the correct way to do it. I would 100% offer just those questions alone on the bare pennies. I'd be able to retire right now. It's insane, isn't it? It's insane how little grown adults who actually went to a school, got a degree. Right. That, and not you know, function. That they spent another like 10 more years paying off. Which is insane because right. those very same people are the ones who end up not being able to make enough to make ends meet. And not only are they like college professors, they're also working retail themselves most of the time. It is insane to me. And that's why it astounds me why it's shit on so much. I've d- I did it for so long. And even I know, I know it's very life stealing. You know, it sucks away your soul. It's not a very fulfilling job. But A, it pays the bills. B, you learn some good life skills. It makes you more social than you ever need to be because it's a requirement for your job. And three, honestly, you're being paid to show up. That's a big thing. You're not being paid to work most of the time. You're being paid to show up. You're just a body that's Isn't needed. Isn't that correct? I'm a, I was oh a body. Oh, my goodness. I was just a body. And I was sitting here, man, I could really just sit in this corner. And when they need me, they'll call me. No one will know. I spent an entire eight hours pretending to change a wall. And they said it looks great. And in actuality, I didn't do anything. I just kind of flipped the image. That's it. Just move some stuff over here, move some stuff over there. I'm done. And just pretended to do more. I'm just a body. Mostly there to pick stuff up that people don't want to pick up. Deal with customers they don't want to deal with. It is insane. So when it comes to tipping, kind of bring this around, I would get mm-hmm. tips to bringing out furniture, bringing out art. They would tip me outside right no yeah and i would get tipped inside as well yeah yeah because that because that's what i'm saying like that is the lot associate job if you will like sure i've definitely gotten some tips every now and then when someone asks me a question and i give them like the full referendum of what they want like from soup to nuts and i'll walk them through all the aisles say listen you need this you need that you want to use this at this angle you want to use this glue gun here to adhere it this piece of molding. You're going above and I'll and beyond. Cut the molding. What's up? You're going above and beyond. I know what your job yeah. entails. That's above and beyond. 
and it's only above and beyond because I'm so bored <laughs> doing nothing. Like, cause I wasn't built that way when I was, when I was raised, Isn't I that was insane? raised where <laughs> that's, a, that's an insane thing to say. Think about that for a second. You're so bored that you choose to do something. Yeah. At no, your job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause <laughs> so once again, retail is at this level because this is 2021 retail has evolved to such a level where yeah where you literally don't have to do very much to make an aisle look presentable this is quote-unquote presentable because the customers arrive and they don't give a shit unless they don't see what they need and then even furthermore, they don't care as long as if they say that they need it, someone looks at them with empathy, keyword, empathy, and then go, no problem, and they make it as fast as possible to find it. You could even take like an extra 30 minutes trying to find this product or an alternative, and they'll be fine as long as you seem empathetic. Exactly. But like the... But the moment that you look at them like they're wasting your time, that's where you get all these YouTube videos of like, you know, the classic <laughs> Karens or yep. like, you know, the, 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 the Howards of the globe flipping out on these retail associates. And it's really to the fact that most of these guys, when they first talk to this associate, no, oh, yeah, I get it, right? They don't know if she has a bad day, so she doesn't know if they're having a bad day. Sure. But when you speak to somebody that is a person at the end of the day. So the people who I feel who actually tip the associates are people who either a knows how it feels to just be randomly yelled at by somebody. And you got to be like, okay, I guess I have to be the one to make their day a little better. Or they intend to keep coming back and they really don't want to have you look at them <laughs> with animosity. <laughs> it's, it's insane. You say empathy, but I say it's false confidence. You know, one thing, like, like this is something that I learned at my very first retail job straight out of high school at a sporting goods store. My coworkers made it pretty abundantly obvious that they didn't care about the customer. And I can understand using empathy, but I was new and mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. But what I did was A, give as much false confidence as I could, and B, made them think that I was killing myself trying to please them. Because people are inherently selfish. If they think that someone is killing themselves for you, they are either a lot nicer, they tip better, and they're patient. I once had a customer in my store at retail, my first retail job, waiting for me to find them a basketball hoop for an hour. All because I was so new, I didn't know where everything was. I didn't know where ladders were, and my coworkers were lazy. And I came back and like, wow, he went so far above beyond. He's he's amazing. He's a great worker. In actuality, I was a trying to kill time because I didn't want to ring. I didn't want to be at the register. B, I genuinely didn't know where anything was. And C, as long as I looked like I was running around and sweating and going, whew, that was tough. They weren't gonna get upset. They weren't going to be upset that their time spent waiting was like an hour. And I brought that into my most recent job and it just worked amazing. 
it, it was well, it was amazing to see how much pretending to be confident in knowing something can make people think, wow, he knows his stuff. And then just making it look like I had a lot of effort made it seem like I was struggling for them. It just seemed interesting to me. Well, see, that's a different lens you got to look at it, though, right? Because it's different as far as how I'm taking it. If you were so let's say we take Marty, who's a minute into the job, Marty, who's a month into the job, and then Marty, who's a year into the job, let's say. Right? Still the same. Still the same dude. No, 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 no for sure. No, <laughs> it, it, this, they do the exact same thing, but it feels different depending on what level the Marty is in this case, right? Because ah. Marty on day one, even if you mentally had the idea of, oh, I'm going to use these people to kill time, right? Right. You really can't, you don't, you don't know how to appropriately kill the time because you really generally do not know where stuff is, right? And that helps you sell the fake, if you will, because you definitely say you're, you're, you're faking empathy, which is fine, right? A lot no of time, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to really lie. To. I'll be honest with you. Most of the time, some of these people were just straight rude. Mm-hmm. Or they were just genuinely nice, but I could, you could tell they're just being nice because, you know, they want something. Right. Exactly, it doesn't change the really. fact that there are some good customers that genuinely, they're just so likable. And they're just, they're just people like, oh, yeah, I really want to get this person what they want. Like, we all have those kind of customers. But most of the time, oh, 100%, most of the time, yeah. it was I like, fuck you. I don't want to do anything nice for you. Like, oh, yeah, no, I still you learn like, even you learn how to differentiate those even right now when I'm in the back office of my job. No one just completely uh, disconnected from the customer meetup ecosystem. Oh, that sounds there amazing. Are still, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> let me tell you, there are still uh, customers or contractors, if you will, that I will step out of my office and walk around the store do their orders for them, even though there's even though there are people at the uh, department that could help them. If they ask for me, I have no problem stepping out and talking with them. Well, that's important because they're out. asking for you specifically and or for your position to come out. Well, no, it's me specifically as in like because they dealt with me before. Oh, so I, you've had, ex- you had time with them before. Okay. Right. And I'll have no problem with that. But of course, there's other contractors who... If they're going, hey, Derek, they're looking for you, you know, so-and-so is in aisle 29, I will look at the phone, put it back in my ear and say, I wish I really could, but right now I'm swamped with two GE calls for General Electrics for, for appliances uh, right. mess-ups. I can't step out. If they're willing to wait 30, maybe 40 minutes, then I definitely can. But if not, have the protest help them. Boom, just like that. And meanwhile, in reality... I'm just waiting for an email to come back to me. An email. I don't have to be there for the email to really show up. It's an important email, don't get me wrong. I feel but you. I don't have to instantly respond to the email. It's really not that important to go talk to this person. But the level of importance that I weigh them on is so diminishingly low because <laughs> of the experiences that I've had with them. If you, if, if you get what I mean. I, I get what you mean. It, it made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> Because diminish, like wow. Because listen, I give everybody a one hundred percent on the first day, right? I feel you. But then the more you start to chip away at that, and you get more so on my means of uh, value, right? Not not, is is value really because value? Yeah, oh value. Because customers really don't understand that. 
when an associate meets you or when a different individual who's like inherently sure i inherently am hired here to be of service to you but because i'm hired to be of service does not mean that i have to be a slave there's oh. a difference there Ooh. right use the s word mm. no no it's, you're not wrong they do treat employees like they're slaves it I'll let you finish, but it is insane how they treat people as if they're servants, as if they come in with like a tie and a plate in their hand with food for them. It is ridiculous. Oh, no, I know exactly where you're coming from, because even uh, most recently, there are times when I'll hear other customers yell across the aisle or they'll be in the aisle and they'll just yell up their lungs. So is there anyone who can help me? Oh, it's I ignore like, those. I would have ignored those. <laughs> 100% you ignore those. Be direct. And woe and behold, if I actually do hear that for the second or third time and I swing around, I'm no, there's like, the, our first interaction is not smiles. It is me talking to you like you've lost your mind, that you do not understand where you are in your ecosystem of value. Right, that I have no issue with losing you as a customer because of how ignorant you sound when you just yelled <laughs> up your lungs, so there's no one here to help me. Meanwhile, you had to have passed at least a greeter at the door. You had to have passed against maybe four or five associates at the service desk or a greeter four associates, depending on the time frame. Right, So you had to have walked past people to get to where you are for me to hear you. So if you didn't think to ask any of them for guidance or assistance, then you yelling at the top of your lungs like a toddler shows me that you do not have the intelligence level for us to hold a conversation <laughs> where I appreciate you being there. And that's, that's just honesty. It's honesty. But anyway, I respect it. No, anyway, I respect it. Yeah. I was, I've back been in that position. The, I've always... Back to the tip thing. Wait, hang on, hang on. Let me get my two cents here. I always felt the opposite about that, though. I've always felt that even if they're like that, I still help them. Uh, I don't know. Just because I know if I don't do it, nobody else will, and we're going to be stuck with them. But I don't know. But there's definitely levels of help, though. Trust me. If you're telling me that you can't find mirrors when mirrors are reflective, then there's a problem. Especially when we have a sign that says mirrors, and you know what your own reflection looks like. But back to the tips. Right, so that's when uh, tipping, we can normally call it tipping season, right? Because really? it happens twice in the year. It happens in the, in the heat of summer. Which or is your busiest or time. Late, mm, busiest time is heat of summer and winter, which it would be the tipping season as well. That's when most renovations go on. That is true. But it's also when, at least for summer, that's when you do mulch and you have plants and pottery, right? Right. People won't tip because you told them what plant to pick, but they will tip if they get to walk behind you as you push their cart and ah. you load up their car and you do all that without them asking because they want to tip you to make themselves feel better. It's, an, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a logical thing because they don't want to feel anymore that they've utilized you like the help oh right so instead 
they will justify the fact that they just asked you to do what they could have done by giving you a tip and saying, oh, well, now he can give himself, give himself a cup of coffee. Or, oh, he can get himself something to eat at lunchtime because well, first, my okay. tip's going to help him up with that. How yeah. is a dollar or two dollars enough for a coffee? Where have you ever Listen, seen a dollar or two dollars be enough for a coffee? Let me <laughs> fucking tell you. The amount of times that I get <laughs> slipped a five and they go, they get some a coffee on me. I'm like, what kind of dark water coffee you're <laughs> drinking, my man? Like, and now yet. suddenly I feel like I'm the bougie one. Five-dollar <laughs> cup of coffee. Well, also at night. It means it's seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. Who drinks coffee so late? I've never. Well, they suspect you to, you know, have it for the next day. I guess it's like, like no, no, I'm not coming into work on a Sunday. Get out of here. You're not gonna be here Sunday. Craziest thing. Or my personal favorite. When they just give it to you and you say, oh, no, thank you. We're not supposed to. No, like they just force it into your hand. I well, don't. That, and that goes back to them satisfying themselves. They're not doing it's, it for you. It's selfish. They're doing it for them. I've never seen it that way. Oh, my gosh. I've always thought they were just kind of just lazy. I never thought of it as just like a self-serving. Wow. <laughs> I never thought it was a self-serving way to make themselves feel better for treating employees like slaves or servants. It's butlers. the same emotion that you get when you do a clutch on a video game right so like when oh you clutch a video gosh. game situation but you only clutch it because you baited your teammates to dying and then you peek the trade afterwards right i've never done that i swear i don't leave my teammates to die everywhere uh-huh i don't believe in i can't even say it with a straight face uh-huh right but then notice marty the next round you're the first one to say, anyone need to buy? Ooh. Ooh, you're, you're not It's the same wrong. feeling. It's the same feeling because you know that if you actually were the one to work with your teammates, and yeah, sure, you risk the chance of dying yourself, right? Right. But you risking the chance of dying yourself will no longer, on the next round, make you want to avidly say, hey, anyone need to buy? Because you'll mentally go, I sacrificed myself for these motherfuckers. I'm not gonna give them any extra shit. The fuck are you give them extra shit for? I, <laughs> yeah. I was I was there with them. I was just with them. Right? I, yeah, I, I died. He survived. He got the kill. Right? Even though you had more money than him the whole time, if you died first and he got the kill afterwards, next round, if he died at some point, you will offer him a buy. You will sit on your 10k and he'll request money or he'll, he'll request a purchase. You're not going to be the first one to click it. You <laughs> might wait to the very last round, uh, last second of the round, and be like, damn, if I don't give him a gun, will we win this next game? Uh, I'm the bad yeah, guy of the story. Okay. I'm the bad guy of the story. <laughs> We'd be like, yeah, we'll be okay. And yeah. you won't purchase. I'll, I'm the same way, though. I, I'm not even going to pretend with you. And this was like, oh, I know. With Valorant, right? In Valorant, if I'm playing in Valorant, playing my man uh, Phoenix, or if I'm playing Sova, and... I'm making pings, I'm making calls, and I'm the first one to die, but I've ecoed correctly, so I have like 30,000 cre 30, credits, and no, and everyone else can only do a half buy. I will say, okay, let's save. I'm not buying for you people, <laughs> but the role's reversed, right? If I clutch it out, I'm the last one to survive, I'll just go, what do you guys need? Because you clutched it. Either way, you clutched it. They can't take that away from you. Oh, this is true. Either way, you did clutch it. 
but because the it was because where the clutching came from. Since the clutching came because I openly had them do their dirty work of peeking first, of getting intel first, of finding out where these people are also hiding. I feel bad that they died. Well, they, they probably shouldn't have died, or they probably didn't need to necessarily die. You do justify it's the same it, thing with retail and tips. You do justify same it. Thing. You do justify it. It's like, yeah. well, I had to. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I don't like it. And I'll make up for it, maybe. But you justify it. We always justify having to do those things. I've said, like, look at League. Like, it is basically a requirement for your support for, to die for you if you're ADC, right or wrong. This is true. Right. This is true. Because you got to know listen, your role. I've, I've, I've played both sides of the playing field. I've been the ADC main. I've been the support main. 100% sure, you know. Platinum on both accounts, let me tell you. But oh, platinum. I know it's not even near. It's not even near a flex. Oh, your wood division now. People, <laughs> I'll have people in the comments that can be like, "Wow, only platinum? I'm, I'm diamond one. I'm master, grandmaster. I'm challenger. Yawn. Rank up, bud. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yawn. <But it's, laughs> you're basically wood division if you're anything near platinum. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you might as well be low elo. Like, I'm like, all right. But for those of you who don't know, League of Legends is a MOBA. Yeah, like Dota 2. Yeah, so just to get that reference, we are gamers, and there are game references in here, but let's be honest here. Uh, ELOs is basically rankings, and um, let's be honest here. Koreans are the biggest uh, assholes when it comes to this. Any Asian will always flame you for being beneath them in any way, shape, or form. It's just sense of superiority. And if you're in the comments and you are a fan of League or any kind of game, leave Derek alone, all right? League is hard. He just got frames. He just got more than 60. So, leave him alone. Funny enough, League's actually not hard of a game. League teammates is what makes it oh, hard. Oh, God. Let's just, let's just call spades spades, okay? It's not hard because League is a difficult game. It is very easy to play 90% of the League champion roster. League's made it that way. What makes it difficult is playing with other people to where you no longer have any kind of agency or any kind of say with how your game goes if the people on your team decide to make it so. That's the one problem. The lack of control is what kind of drove me away. Because I was yeah. getting really into it. But sometimes I would just look at my bot lane and I would Dirty cry. You're a player. First of all, shut up. Uh, I love it. It's Aurelia. okay. It was, it was before Aurelia got reworked. You, you, season you four, season five, Aurelia, Aurelia was. was yeah, that, that was Aurelia a struggle. abuser when she just. <laughs> but no, hit it's one true. ability and my ADC ass was instantly dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. the burst, man. It's the burst. Two levels down. One W hit. An, one item. Lifesteal. And boots. One item and boots, and I'm you just reset. dead, even though I'm two levels up. I have three items. The ult life steals as well. Okay. okay. <laughs> the E stuns you if I have less health than you. Stop talking to me. <laughs> me. No, but that's the problem with games in general. It's the lack of balance. Like, look at these battle royales and how they've become. The solo players, if you're good and understand mechanically how the game works... You can't be that rush god all the time. You have to take it slow. You got to think. Mm -hmm. That's great. But the way things are now with the whole Battle Royale scheme, you add a player or two, if they're randoms, you're screwed. You're not going to have fun unless they're competent. And that's something that I've noticed over like the past decade with this younger generation. The kids are more competent than adults. 
it it's as if they're able to think at a level that other adults can't they understand the meaning of not pushing they understand the meaning of holding a lane they understand what guns to use it, it's interesting to me i don't think as a kid i would have been able to have done that as well as they do i i i'll raise you Ooh. i'll say that whatever game that was popular when we were children halo right <laughs> we would crush ourselves presently if we played that same game right so let's say from my background because i didn't start off with halo even though yes technically i did play halo ce downloaded version of course free of to course. play of course, of course. multiplayer everybody course. in our high school had that on their usb by the way middle school i'll drop you in blood <laughs> oh, gulch was it middle it was school only. tory bash it was it, and tory bosh <laughs> yes middle school was tory bosh and halo ce oh i have my, my usb thumb drive on me i'll drop you in blood gulch with pistols I, only i believe you don't I forget <laughs> i remember don't my forget. experiences all right but that same smaller younger Derek would probably wipe the floor with me currently because us as adults I feel we have too much ego we do it's odd like, isn't it like because for example with this uh, with the games that are popular right now like Apex right? Apex is very popular by the way I'm very yeah. shocked by how popular it is I don't know where the resurgence came from I think the hate but, of Call of Duty Warzone and Fortnite probably brought that yeah, to uh... probably, probably, yeah. Because yeah, because Apex, I'll give it that. Apex is a pretty, uh, solid, like just straight up. It doesn't really do new gimmicks. There's no like gimmick stuff in Apex. That well, really it's user makes friendly. The game crazy. New people can hop right. in on it and learn it a lot easier than other games. Right, exactly. So that's why I feel like Apex is a really good example of a battle royale. Could definitely be. Or at least what battle royale, battle royale should be, right? Different characters that do different things, but it's not like so crazy. We're like, oh my you god, you don't feel I can't cheated. I didn't pick. Right, exactly. Because you got like, me back into it. Like, I didn't feel cheated at all when we lost, but when we won, it was ridiculously satisfying. That was an earned win. You feel like you earned right. it. Exactly, exactly. So, with that being said, um, if a younger me picked up Apex. He wouldn't have the ego to go, I can't believe I'm sitting here in this doorway because I, <laughs> cause I'm too afraid to push these people. What am I afraid of? It's just a video game. It doesn't matter. If I die, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go and fucking make money somewhere else. Fuck it, dude. It's just a game that I push. <laughs> Meanwhile, as a kid, this game is my life, bro. Right. I, I can't. I can't. If If... If my mirage dies, I die, and I don't want to die. So I'm sitting, hold up in this house, and if he rushes in and kills me, oh my god, dude, I missed everything, man. He's Shit. a victory at all cost, right? But they I would never to think to push through and just put myself in dumb situations. And that's just because it's just, just ego at the end of the day. It's really it's just the ego factor. Well, let me ask you this. Do you feel that now that you're older, that your ability to play has changed like dramatically? I feel like now that I'm older, I don't play as well as I used to. Like my attention... It really depends on the game. Well, yeah, but in terms of like hand speed, how long do your hands hurt? You know, how long can you really keep focused on that? Because time is a big thing, but also like the time on your body. I feel also affects that. Okay, so 
I feel it. And this is what I mean when I say it depends on the game, right? So back in the day when Ooh. I was younger, we run the clock. I could I could play Minecraft easily forty eight hours plus. I could play. You're the, a psychopath. I could play the downloaded version of Pokemon. Which one? All summer. Uh, I think it was Pokemon Blue that I played, actually. Get away from me, Pleb. It's all about Pokemon Red. I'll have you all know. Right. <laughs> okay, listen here. When your Charmander in the show wants to act his, his evolution instead of acting like a spoiled baby, <laughs> you can talk to my Squirtle that formed its own gang, okay? Became its own person, threw on the shades, okay? Yo, my Squirtle? <laughs> my Squirtle? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Blows up the fire on my tail. I know. Okay, let me tell you. I don't see Charm. I don't see Charmander making a squad of other Charmanders. I still choose Charizard. Out, going out through life over Blastoise. Okay, easy. Charizard over Blastoise. Easy for me. Yeah, listen, that's that's all that's on you. That's all I gotta say. Oh that's my all, gosh, that's, that's your decision. But like, you don't feel like a difference in age. Like, if you were to go back to playing Minecraft now, do you really feel like you can play it? This, I could as... never. I could never play Minecraft more than five hours. It gives me like OCD. Without people with me. That's another thing. Don't you think that like because of the way online gaming is now, it's hard to play like these solitary games? Yes, but also I'll say that. With the access, uh, hold on, for sure. Right, so I'll say is that I'm less innocent now when it comes to standalone games. Well, you have like as you have like, like more uh, desires for it. Like when I was younger, I felt more stimulated when I was challenged by a dumb mechanic in a game. Right, so like for Minecraft. Going Which was down, filled with it. It was mining, with some mining for like, yeah, mining for like RNG diamonds or RNG ores, right? Right. Going and finding like an RNG pickup. When I got diamonds, or when I was able to like build a fort and survive comfortably, even when they don't starve, right? I, I did those kind of like survival games right. as a kid. I felt so elated. Like, yeah, I did this. This is me. I'm strong. I'm good now. Me as an adult, give me two hours and don't starve. Vanilla, two hours tops, and I'm already looking for mods. I'm already looking for things to <laughs> make satisfied. the game easier to just get to the end goal faster. It's less about the journey the older I get and more so about the end result and how do I the get destination. there. Destination. I was just thinking that. I was about to add that after what you... You said, I don't think I would have enjoyed Mass Effect as an adult because there's Mass Effect One. There's no way. No, I no have the edition way. and I can't stand it right now. The journey doesn't I, feel the same. I blow it up on Steam. Okay, perfect example, right? So Steam finally brought uh, in Final Fantasy Twelve for Ooh. me. No, was it Twelve? Hold on, let me double check and make sure. sure I think it was Twelve, but just give me a second here. How was Zodiac? They brought yeah, the Zodiac Age, right? But um, think, think, think that was twelve though. This Final Fantasy or X two? Are you sure it's not X or X two? Oh, it's twelve. Yeah, it's twelve. Okay. Yeah, so Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, right? Right. When I was a kid, I had just the regular Final Fantasy twelve on my PlayStation two, and I played that game 
for literal months. Those are the good old days, by the way. No problem with grinding the same area over and over. I think at one point I had like a a 500 stack kill on zombies in that one uh, train yard area. If those who play Final Fantasy 12, you know what I'm talking about. But now when I played that game, I got to the part where I think I have to kill like the fourth Zodiac. I haven't touched the game again because I just gave up on the monotonous of grinding for the game. I started looking up guides on how to farm faster. You think as a kid I'd care to look up a guide on how to solve something? GameStop. No, I just GameSpot. I just me. no, no, Game I would not no. <laughs> no, as a kid, I I really couldn't care less about what the optimal way to play the game was. I was fine playing the same character 12 times and uh, Dynasty Warriors 4 trying to level up the weapon uh, arts to get like the level 9 weapon for every character right? versus like looking up like oh well if I apply these three items then I'll be able to do this sequence I'll get uh, a Dunes level 11 weapon off the bat which will allow me to just clean sweep the whole game I didn't care I played the character because I liked the character I didn't play him because he had the most damage the level of patience kids have, like us as kids uh, have especially, because we're 90s kids, oh, our patience oh, for these ridiculous. games. Because remember, our games didn't come out with patches like the kids do now. Oh, we got it broke. God. If it was broken, it's, it was broke. It's staying broken, bro. Like this, <laughs> There's like, no rubbing like the CD, would, nothing. Like, we would call glitches exploits, right? Like, not, like there, there were no, oh my god, I can't believe this guy is using that game bug. Fix your game. It's nothing like that. No. It was like, oh wow, he he knows that move. Oh, he must be really good at the game to know that, because you only found that out with playing the game so much. You didn't find it out because someone posted a YouTube clip about how to abuse this. YouTube was not even a thing, man. We didn't even have a no, Google back then. We were all on dial-up. We had dial-up and Axe Jeeves. Not to mention, we would get games. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys would get them, but we would get magazines that had like these little demos in them yeah and that's how you knew if you wanted to get the game or not and ask your parents and if you got it and it was ass you felt like i don't know you would feel kind of like you had to justify yourself like oh it's still good it's still good because it's all right it's back it's then fine. back then you don't have it. GameStop. you couldn't return it you would get your games from some local store or something and they would the prices now gouge me out bro it is crazy Kids to these days would not survive back then. They are so reliant on having their bugs fixed. They're so coddled. Gosh, I remember, what was it? I think it was on PS2. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Mm. So, many, <laughs> so many exploits in that game. And it was buggy. My CD was buggy. Because oh, my cutscenes, my characters would lose their eyes. Characters lose their eyes, or you would like... You fall to the map. On, you, yeah, you fall right to the map. You'd have the unfortunate <laughs> uh, rollback of the camera buzzing your character out where you die. And you're like, oh, damn. All right, guess I'll restart it. Kids these days, they'd throw the whole console <laughs> before they restart it. The game breaks. If you have a game-breaking bug, you got to restart it. Save points were have to be on your little memory card. And if that got corrupted... You're not you're restoring it. And if you had to restart a game back then, checkpoints were everywhere. So if you got to a point 
where your checkpoint hit and you got hit with a crazy bug or something happened, you're not going back. You got to figure out how to do this. Yeah, or you have to restart the whole thing. Oh my god, could you imagine restarting a game like, uh, what's the name, Jack and Daxter? Jack 2? Jack 3? That's a chore. Because th- those g- our games back then had so many filler sections. Needless mini-games. Ugh. Not to mention the graphics were different too. We had cubes for faces. Like literal cubes. No lips moving, nothing. Actually, you know what? I got a perfect example of a game that I could never play as an adult right now. Echo the Orca. Ew, no, no, no. I, I could never play Echo the Orca as an adult. Like, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because like I felt like I was the most biggest genius. Because the game gives you zero direction of what you really need to do, right? You just kind of go along with this, the idea of, oh, I have to go above the air. I have to go above the surface level to get my health back or I just die. That never was told to me as a kid. I just instinctively understood, okay, right? There's like an up-down feature and he like does different pixel things. And the level of intuition. The left squares go different. As an adult now... I'd be like, where am I supposed to fucking go? Where oh my, are my gosh. We lost where our intuition arrows? as we got older. Games have gotten lazier <laughs> with that. It's like, where are my fucking arrows, man? <laughs> just just, just <laughs> you direct know me. You know what game I couldn't play now? Fucking, uh, I don't know if I can get through another Skyrim. Ooh, so you could never play Golden Axe, you're saying? Basically, I don't know if I can get through an RPG that doesn't hold my hand just a little bit. Like Fallout? Oh my goodness. I don't know if I can play New Vegas or Fallout 3 of all games. Listen, now. listen. I, I personally. I'm also paranoid of my choices. I I'm, personally don't condone using like cheat codes like Cheat Engine or like Game Shark and stuff like that when you're playing a game for the first time. But let me fucking tell you, me loading up a Skyrim right now, instantly making my life invulnerable, give me like three. Mm-hmm billion coin messing up my mana worry about farming for material or farming for purchases anymore unlimited spells just give me all the mana Um, all the coin space all the weight limit take off the weight limits entirely everything and i'll have the same amount of fun as i was as a kid i'll tell you that i'll be just as giddy even though it's (laughs) all superficial i don't have the patience for weight limits either anymore i've learned that like like like, remember back in Skyrim, if your armor was too heavy, you couldn't run? I don't have the patience for that. If I can't run, I'm done. Dark Souls. Oh, God, Dark Souls. Dark Souls and, far- Dark Souls and fat rolling, let me tell you. Sekiro is another one that can't mm. handle. Ugh. Let me ask you this, though. If uh, you have to sit down, what is your favorite game of all time? Ooh, favorite game of all time. Now, keep in mind, as a child who was raised to the fact that video games were a waste of my time. I don't really have that much games to draw from my uh, my. That pool. is totally fine. But um, if I did have to pick one game that I could only play on repeat or on loop... Uh, Dramatic pause. It's all good. I'd have to say Shadow the Hedgehog. Really? Yeah. Funny enough, most people do go back to uh, those two series, like uh, Sonic, the Sonic series, or like the Mario series. Yeah. I feel like our generation was born with those. I'll get some flack with this, but I was never a Nintendo kid. 
Like, I definitely played some Nintendo games. Like, sure, I played Kirby's. I played the Pokemons and the Mario's. Well, nobody would blame right? you. Nobody from my generation would. I knew all about. Are you kidding me? People from my generation, they would still crucify me on the cross. Those well, are the not most ones that were raised right. Ride or those are the most ride or die Mario, <laughs> like Mario Nintendo fanboys in existence. They'll they will spend no Spoiled. effort at all shitting on anything Sega and uplifting anything that uh that, that Nintendo puts out. I don't know, man. I was one of those lucky kids that my father was also into games because he, mm. he didn't have a whole lot growing up, but he liked watching it. So okay. he got it. So I have both a Nintendo and a PlayStation. I don't know. I was one of those lucky kids. I never understood the argument of what's better. Why can't we just enjoy what we have? Because look back. He can't, he can't play the games that are out now. They're so complex for him. He grew up with like Pong. Like a literal square um, and rectangle. I, Metal Gear Solid. I fear, I fear the day where I can no longer play a video game. It's terrifying, right? Like, guys, want to oh play a game? Goodness. Yeah, let's jack in. Jack into what? Yeah, we're going to enter the game. I'm scared for that shit. I'm scared for the day where games just don't... I can't afford it. It's hit a I'm, level. It's hit a level I'm where I don't more, know anything. I'm more so. See... So it's not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid that it's more so that I don't know anything. It's like I'm afraid that I'll get into a game and I am just like dog water. Oh, like, that old guy that nobody even, wants to play with? <laughs> like never could ever amount to anything as far as learning the mechanics. I'm always I can't get past the tutorial level. You oh, know God. what I mean? Just, just yeah. Forever yeah, stuck man. at level like, one. That, that's what scares me the most. You know, I games now. I see why. I see why, because you are competitive by nature. Yeah. You couldn't handle oh, that. Man. You couldn't handle not being able to put up a good fight. Like if you're gonna, if someone's gonna beat you, they're gonna earn that win on you. Especially if you're trying. You don't try all the time, but when you do, you make it a good or fight. The, or at the very least, you might be able to whoop my ass. But like, if it's like a fighting game, you're gonna you sweat. Will not perfect. You will not perfect me. Not happening. I, can't. I don't care if I only hit you once. You're not perfecting me. <laughs> I, w- I will turn off the console before you get a perfect I, You're damn right. You are damn right. I will sock you in the face with a pillow if this is land. You better pray we don't go back to cartridges, so bro. I will pull that shit. Just so that way I can rush in and get one tap in before I get hit. Oh my goodness. Never. Oh man. I know guys like that Never, that are too old. Hey, hey. Uh, back in high school, we used to play with this guy who's in his 40s. Honestly, I think the kids I played with, like they were my age, they played with him out of pity. The dude would never be able to keep up with us. Like, I fear becoming the father figure of a group, not a leader of the group, not someone who brings in like extra help, just a guy that gives father advice. I would hate that. I hate to minute. be the moral fiber. Wait a minute. That's not. Then what the what the hell am I then? Wait a minute. Oh wait a minute. Are you giving people fatherly advice? Are you hitting that face? The, I, oh I no, 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 guy. Derek, no. I, I've been the father guy. What do you mean, Derek? No. I've been the father guy since we've been since but we were you in con- high school. But you contribute. That's the difference. Those guys don't contribute. They're just there to be like fatherly and shit. It's their personalities that keep them there. You contribute in terms of skill in a game. If I put you in a game with me in TDM, you're gonna get more than one kill compared to your ten deaths. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You take yeah. pride in staying positive. They don't. You know what I mean? Like they know their place. They know that they're not gonna be that guy who's positive KD. 
You take pride. Oh, in you mean? A... Oh, okay. So you mean more so that you don't want to be the moral support guy? Yeah, I hate that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I okay, I get you now. I, I want to be the guy it's... where they're like, "Don't res him, leave him there." I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that gets left behind because of my skill. Uh, oh, that is the <laughs> that is the worst feeling you could ever do to somebody that likes playing a game to just simply look at them bleeding out and just go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna arrest you, bro. That's the equivalent of let him shoot, let him shoot on a basketball court. That's the equivalent of that. They know you're not gonna make it when you shoot because they just leave you open guarding someone else. Like All right. that worthlessness. Ugh. I gotta also say, for the record, I'm 100% the kind of person as I am right now that if I'm playing against somebody that I can gleam is not the best player. I will definitely try my best to ridicule them. Oh my god! So they don't know who they are. I'll <laughs> crouch spam in front of them, let them whiff the entire clip twice. That's right, twice, and then kill them instead of like just doing the right thing and just beaming them and calling it a day. For you kids out there, crouch spamming is what we used to call teabagging. Oh my goodness. Teabagging was the best. When you just stomped on someone and they have that kill cam so they can see what you did after you killed them, then you see that they're disrespecting you. Just walking know. over your body, crouch, hitting the spamming the crouch button. Just shooting the air a little holding, bit. Oh, oh, <laughs> emptying the clip after you've killed somebody <laughs> yeah. and then doing it again. And it's spinning oh, in a circle while you do level it. level of euphoria, let me tell you. Oh, there's nothing better. Especially if it's the last kill of the game, the final kill cam. Oh my oh. goodness. Oh god. This when, round, is real. Or when, when the match is over and you just lay down on their body. Because <laughs> here's the thing, guys out there. If, if you guys play video games, right? There's something that we like to call ESP between oh gamers. Right? Just a mental link between gamers. You don't know what I'm saying on the other end of the screen because all you see is just a character shooting the ground where you just died. But even though you can't hear my audio, you can almost guaranteed know that I am bad-mouthing you. I am calling you a whole bunch of just derogatory comments that are all about your skill level, not about you personally. Unless I know you personally, then yes, about you personally. <laughs> but all in all, all of that, and you're just and you're just thinking, man. Oh, he's calling me trash. He's saying that I'm free. He's remember, saying that he can box me up like a fish. Remember when being called a noob was like the biggest sign of disrespect? The largest of disrespects. <laughs> just being a new player, being a little guppy in the in the land, or typing it in. You don't even have the respect for them to type it in right. You just type it in and. EWB. You don't even give him the respect of two O's. Just give him the noob. Just uninstall oh, no. your game. Just uninstall Better, it. Yeah, it. Yeah, see, being called a noob actually got triumphed by uninstall. Oh my gosh, remember that phase? Because, or what boosted. do you mean that phase? Or you boosted. Mean the phase is still going. Boosted, that actually died out. Did it really? That's yeah, that, that, that definitely died out uh, because it got, it got eclipsed by calling them animal animal names like dogs and stuff like that, which God. I never agree. I, I don't agree with that uh, new meta of of uh, banter between gamers because at the very least, at least treat me like a human. And I'll definitely treat you like a human for sure. I'm not gonna call you a dog. But I will say that you're free. Free as free as free as free as anything. 
All right, you you are terrible, hundred percent, super free. I'll box you up like a fish. Straight <laughs> boxing. Are you kidding me? Ten to one. No hands. No hold barred. I'll definitely say all that, but I'm not gonna call somebody an animal. Like I'm not gonna call them call them dog. Let now, dog this. shit. On the other hand, that's a different story. But let me ask you this though: Do you still enjoy yeah. gaming though? When I was an adult, oh, I still love it. Yeah, like, I, I know time. Adult, time yeah. is something that people never really teach us when we're young. Like I, I noticed before COVID, the less I have a pile of games that I mm-hmm. still have yet to beat. And I remember back in the day, I wouldn't buy a new game until I beat it. You know, oh, I, you, I, mean you take like pride. That. You take okay. pride in beating your games. Oh now, yeah, for sure. Now I don't care. I, I kind of lost. Like oh well, I beat it. I beat it. If I don't, I don't. I just don't have the time. Yeah, it, no, that things. level, no, that level of gaming that has definitely been lost on me. But you still it, enjoy well, it. So now it's it's just taking a different aspect, right? Because before this, I would play a game to beat it. I'd be happy when I saw the victory screen, the end credits, all that stuff, right? But now it's more so when I hit a when I hit a challenging skill gap wall. If it's just me by myself, no one's gonna really know. I no longer care about beating it for my own self gratification. The moment I hit a, a wall that I know I can't pass, no matter how, like if I give a solid hour of trying, I say fuck it. If I can't beat it, I'll find. I'll just Google a way to beat it. I'll Google a way to um, technically cheat to beat the level. Because end of the day, I'm not posting this on for somebody else to be like, oh wow, you did a really good job. Because I don't care what you have to think. I'm just caring about. All right, I've seen where this game got fully developed. I understand it. Now moving on. Re- replay value? Hell no. Definitely not going to do all that. Yeah, I don't have the time to replay a game anymore, especially those long yeah. RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like, I make a choice, I'm sticking with it. I don't want to go back to see if I can do something different. I don't know. Being an adult has just like changed my whole perspective. You know, I remember I could just kill a whole twelve hours just playing one game. Now I just get sleepy after like three. It's one of those things okay, I miss. That. I miss that. I miss being able to play for long times. It's one of those things I can't do. Like the other day when you and I played a game until three in the morning, I was I was dead to the world the next day. I was just drained. <laughs> can't do late. I can't do late night sessions anymore. I don't have it in me. Oh man. Wait, as an adult, let me ask you this. Uh mm-hmm. anybody out there who's actually just, you know, trying to play a game or something, what do you recommend in twenty twenty one, June of course? What is one game that you think someone has to play? If they haven't played Risk of Rain two yet, they need to play Risk of Rain two. Really? What's so good about it? So this is coming from Risk of Rain one fans and Risk of Rain One fans of course what I am. But what I like about Risk of Rain two is that it encompasses everything that me personally, that I personally like about a video game. It has the ability to have the gameplay with your friends so that you all share a common goal. Because it's all about, you know, playing with friends nowadays in this new age or time frame. But you can also just play solo and be perfectly fine. It's a roguelike, so you can be strong really fast. And the amount of items you have or the amount of quote-unquote things you have is in direct correlation to how strong and how fast you kill these monsters in the game. Okay. So it's less about 
Oh, well, okay, let's take um, Legend of Zelda, for example, right? The newest Zelda, uh, uh, what, uh, Zelda New World, I think it's called, or something like that. Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild, yeah, okay. Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild 2, even, right? Good game, by the way. Definitely good game. I'll definitely say that. Not my favorite, but though. on my personal instincts of how I see the game is that there is power level uh, gates that you have to sit at. Oh, yeah. Right. Where it gives you the option to, if you really know how the game works, you know how to exploit it. Yeah, sure, you can get the strongest weapon day one. But apparently the Master Sword drains away your HP bar. To get it, yes. Right. Or like, for example, in order to, or even the Master Sword itself, is not the strongest damaging weapon, which I find ridiculous. Exactly. It's the Master Sword. It's supposed to be the best weapon you can ever have, but it's not, right? And what makes it worse is that even though it's not the best weapon you can have, it's a weapon that you need to beat the game, which as an adult now, you know, that no longer makes sense to me. As a kid, I wouldn't bat an eye thinking that. I'm all like, oh, well, yeah, it's called the Master Sword, so I, yeah, you need to beat the game. It has, it, it, even though it's not, you know, my man do enough damage, but it's the sword, so you got to use it because it's the sword. Now as an adult, because I want to challenge everything, because, you know, I'm, I'm just that kind of guy now. Of course. I'm like, why do I have to use a sword that doesn't do enough damage? Which then brings me back to Risk of Rain 2, where you get an option of all the items. There's a ton of uh, secret content that is there in plain view. But at the same time, you could also just play the entire game and not even look into it. But when you do... It starts to be like, oh, this slab made this happen. So, oh, I now see another slab and it's recognition. And I'm now seeing them on all the levels. I understand that now I have to play every level if I really want to get every artifact. I don't need every artifact, but it would be cool to have. So it's a good mix of like Binding of Isaac, right? Right. But it's a shooting game. So you get your Left 4 Dead 2 and Wait, you get it's all, your it's really shooting game? in there. Yeah, it's a shooter game. Oh, 100%. It's a shooter game, yeah. I'm going to add it's it to my 3D, list, by the way, after this. Yeah, it's a, it's a 3D, not open world, but it is a level-based exploration. Sandbox, there you go. It's a sandbox per level. I think right now Risk of Rain has about eight levels you can access off the bat. Hold on, let me move the math real quick. So you got the two starters, and you have two for second, two for third. The one fourth one, the final. Yeah, so eight levels that you get an option of going to on any random playthrough, right? Then after the eight levels, you have an option of an additional bonus seven that you can access if you know what you're doing in the game. And it all feels rewarding at the end of the day when you beat it if you set on a separate uh, difficulty level. And if you don't put on difficulty level, then you just get it because you're like, oh, yeah, I beat the game to get this new unlock, which lets me beat the game again to get this new unlock. I say overall, because right now, I have about 80 hours in the game. I'm 80? done with it. Damn. Yeah. And that's off of me playing it with different groups of people because, like I said before, the game gives so much characters to where you can have different groups of people that gravitate to some kind of characters, and it makes a whole new game experience. 
where if you're the kind of guy who likes to be the active shooter for you know lack of better words there um uh there's not endorse shooting anybody by the way no shooting not in real life of course but you but if you want to be the guy who's who has an active hand in what you're doing for the character there's like two characters that do that for you beautifully it does you're sound a sword really guy because you don't want to use a gun. There's a samurai character that can fly through the air like Master Yi if you play League of Legends, right? Or if you are more like a melee guy, you have a Vi type character that can literally be like it's he's kind of like uh like a brawler. He's he's your League of Legends Vi mixed with your Valorant Pathfinder because he has a grappling hook. He has a stationary orb you can throw out there. He does a charge-up punch move, right? Okay. Multiple different characters that suit different niches of gamer base. And mm. you can play the same people more than one time. So you can have, like, two mercenaries. You can have, like, three mercenaries, four mercenaries if you want to. There's the character for yeah. everybody, really. Like, there's yeah, always exactly. something for your flavor, which is always... It's always a good addition. That's one thing that really... La- Games are lacking this these days. They lack variety in their characters. It's always kind of really one-dimensional but if this game has the well, level variety that you say it does in terms of who you can pick and yeah. how it mix matches your playstyle, that's pretty good that's a recommendation from you i would actually say 100 but i would say more so it's not that games don't have it's that games nowadays have too many but i'll get back to that let me use the bathroom real quick hey, go ahead i'll pause and i'm back so um wonderful so, right. Derek just took say, a big bathroom yeah. break. We've been going. We've been going strong for a good hour. This has been flowing really well. Oh, nice. It's That's easier than you hour. think, isn't it? Hmm. You know, just sit down and talk on a podcast. Well, yeah, because it's really just because I'm talking. It's not really that like I'm talking as a you know, with a mental state of a podcast. I'm just talking with a friend. That really that's, helps. It that's how. Flow. I, that's how I wanted to feel. I didn't want it to feel like a yeah. crazy interview or something that you felt uncomfortable with. Yeah, guys, that was his recommendation of the game, and he is right when it comes to an overcrowding of characters. Overwatch, I think, had a good balance of that. Which version of Overwatch? I think the most recent one is kind of too much because there's a lot that don't really have a lot of variety. The original Overwatch, you had your Genji mains, you had your Soldier mains, you had those hardcore Mercy mains, which, you know, I was part of that group. I love a good Battle Mercy. I love it. Oh, I loved it because she had that whole mass res too before they kind of reworked her. Exactly. But now I feel they're so focused on abundance. They don't remember that less tends to be more. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, 100%. Like, because so they could have still made more maps, right? Which they they could have also implemented it. Did they stop? Because to be honest with you, I really have stopped playing Overwatch. I last I checked, Overwatch. nothing good. Uh, when they implemented i said i'm done with the game when they brought the hamster in oh yep yep right around there same <laughs> for me like what the hell is this it doesn't the bring anything the, the fact that the hamster ball can just attach to the payload and it does damage that increases with how fast he's spinning um i was like no no i'm good i Oh, that man. whole extra movement just degrades from what the game was about. Like, it was about your Reapers, your Marksmen, and you got your tanks, and you got some healers. It was, it was about being good at your role. 
Right. It wasn't exactly. about mixing it up with each character. It's about knowing what you're supposed to do. If you're a healer, right. get your ass back there and save everyone who needs to be saved. Your squishies are dying. Leave your soldier mm -hmm. alone. He can heal himself. Go save Ryan. Go help Genji out. Give Genji a damage boost for his ult. Ryan, stop being a dumbass and swinging that damn hammer when you don't need to. It, I don't know. And they, now they're releasing a sequel, which to me was confusing, because how do you release a sequel to a multiplayer-only game? Like, you're going to... It's no only has new patches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just re-release like, the first one. Yeah, like I, like I would understand if the game right was stagnant, but it's not, right? Like it's still the very game active. Continually gets more updates, different fixes, right? It's, I saw it was probably like super late, but the last thing I saw about the game was they added in a champion that does everything that the other champions do, and that's when I said, okay, they ran out of ideas. Which is shocking because it, it is very easy to come up with ideas. Look at League. League comes up with some stuff where I left and came back and I'm like, wow, this is some uh this is different. You know? Okay, actually that's a good take. So from someone who actually left the game, not me, and me. came back to the game after they changed it, right? Right. How do you see the game now? I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it a lot originally. Like I really did. I loved playing it. But it got very when, boring for me. Back but, when Baron Nasher was a pink slug. Back right, when right. Ash was completely different. It really was pretty much right before a big rework, right around season six, mm. before the okay, map was okay. different. Old map leak. Yeah, yeah. Old map leak. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh man. Coming back, days. it was a freaking shell shock. I was like, "Who is this champion? He just pulled me in. What happened to all these abilities? What's up with these items?" I looked at it as a welcome change. Because it was a change that didn't heavily change the game. It just changed how you play. The core mechanics stayed the same. Yes, go farm. Go help your lanes if you have to. Grab TP. If you're juggling, stop being a dumbass and not ganking. You know, the player, the player base stayed the same. Let me put it this Very way. true. They stayed the same, which meant it was like, I'm back home. I'm being told to uninstall. I'm being told to stop playing. <laughs> I'm being told, what My the hell am I doing in rank? Feeding, even though I'm doing fine. <laughs> it's like, I'm right back in it. Man. What are you doing in ranked? Like, you shouldn't be here with us. I'm right back. Let's go. It's like right where I remember it. I'm back to sucking at it. But Let's no, I, it didn't feel like a different game. It just felt like mm. the game was made better out of love. Don't get me wrong. It was got okay. agreed. It was out of greed as much as it was love. Agreed, 100%. Tens in games. <laughs> because... 1,000. The competitive scene, also, I noticed, has become so much bigger in terms of, like, the turnouts for shows, like, not shows, uh, tournaments. Like, the way, the prize pool is so big now. It, it okay. is shocking how big it's gotten since I've left. They've added so many different things. For some reason, Earth isn't universally there all year. Don't know why. That's my favorite thing, Earth. Um, all in all, I, I liked coming back. But I remembered why I left in the first place, which is the player base didn't change. Mm -hmm. as, as much as I welcomed it, hasn't changed. People are still people. People are still out of this world insane. And as much as the game is getting better in terms of like coming back in, because they, they also introduced like that system in the store where it tells you what you should buy and whatnot at the very bottom. So it's easier for people Down. to... That's the best out of and I'll, I can, if you want, I can say a lot about the changes they've made and how utterly 
backwards ass hat stupid it's been suffering through those changes <laughs> but the item recommendation such a smart idea now sure that does uh in from my uh business model oriented brain and from me just being a pessimist that cuts out so many uh potential newcomers to build guides to yes. a third party uh build augmenters that show that automatically say hey this is the best build for you right now so for those of you who don't know uh, a game like league of legends is like dota like any other game that's like on pc which requires you yeah. building items and having all that whatnot they had websites such as lol king opgg which was mobile mobifier was another good one oh, where people get made fun of for where... their mobifier builds <laughs> well no because some of them would be like bronze making builds i'm like what are you doing your build obviously doesn't work <laughs> or even worse when it was like a bronze player going no dude don't worry i've got this build off a of mobile and this guy's platinum challenger this, this build is amazing and it's silver going like thorn mail and a Goddamn brambles! It's just like nowhere do you see a bloodthirster or an infinity edge anywhere. No, they're going like hybrid tank off support carriers attack speed with no damage. It's like what's the point of hitting them so much if they can just heal it as they walk? Garrett heals the health that you're hitting him with. Oh my god! No, but those websites were basically the life of that game because oh, surely new players can go on and see what other players, people who are at higher uh, levels, higher rankings, are doing for them. That was such a community-based thing. I remember spending hours on Irelia builds, such as Irelia Carries You, for example, or Wicked. Oh, yeah, those titles. You had guys like, <laughs> you guys like Box Box making Riven guys of all people, who was just the biggest troll of it all. You had people mimicking uh, Faker's build. You know what I mean? You had all these builds coming up from players and it's died out because I, I really couldn't believe how much it died out. I couldn't find a new build to save my life, by the way. Because of item recommendations. There's no point. Like You basically know what you need to build to. You don't care about the build path anymore because you know what you need. And again, right. in the store, doesn't it adjust your build path for you based on what you get? Depending on what champions you're up against, and yes, depending on what items you buy, it then diverts to the next analytically best potent list of three items that come along with it. So I feel like if it should be you off. decide once you hit a certain level, you should just know. Well, you know, definitely. Well, once you're at a certain level, you no longer look at that section. You just uh go into the all items section, right? And you're just buying it off of that unless you're first timing a new champion, which I will say is the only issue I have with that new system because it then enables people to just first time new champions at a competitive scene like ranked with the excuse of, I don't know what I'm building, but statistically, what I'm being told to build is supposed to work. Keyword is supposed to. Good players are still good players. I don't right, care how exactly. long you've been playing. A good, you get me a Korean on my team. He's he's gonna stomp anybody. There's a reason why the Asians, because this game is from China, isn't it? Isn't it supported from China? 
Originally, it's fr- it was made in America, but yes, China t- bought it over. Yeah, China bought it out. For those who don't know, Asians are the gods of MOBAs right now. Um, it's the reason why you see the same teams everywhere. They will stomp you out regardless of what you do. So it, it doesn't replace skill. And as, as helpful as it is, I think it takes away from the learning experience. I think the more you learn early yeah. through experimentation, because back in the day, you had to experiment with stuff. That's why stuff like in Season 5, remember Gwinzu's Rageblade? When that was a big thing for uh, any kind of uh, melee characters where it gave you more attack speed and damage the more you hit someone? Yeah, yeah, that's it, the one, yeah. It became popular because somebody just tested it out randomly after a buff. People don't really do that now. They don't experiment because they know what works. Right. Or, for example, it's the game has evolved to the point where if you've played the character enough, you understand innately what they need to be strong. So if you're playing Master Yi, you know he's an auto-attack champion, so you be going against, you be using runes that you know best benefit an auto-attack champion, and then you get items that then boost that ability to auto-attack more and get more damage per auto, right? So you'll always see Master Yi mains, or you'll see like ADC mains go for items that give them crit because the game now makes it so that you have to get crit to do damage which people at certain levels of the game uh argue that's not actually good for the game's uh state because they feel like it just pigeonholes them to i'm playing adc so then i have to build crit items if i don't build crit items then i'm really doing nothing and it feels terrible when you are useless in League of Legends. <laughs> Some people live and die by crit. These Yasuo men. Right. <laughs> live and die by that shit. No crit, no fight. Oh my goodness, man. Let me tell you. When I find a Yasuo main <laughs> that wants to go AP. Okay. That's actually, unironically, the one thing I actually miss from Old League is in Old League, you could literally do so many different types of builds. APE. APE. APS. Tank ye, right? You could play oh super <sighs> Alright. It's hybrid. This might characters. have this might have to get scrubbed from the VOD, but an old YouTuber that I don't think posts anymore because he got into a lot of a uh, legal backlash and like just a terrible image. Like what that he painted for himself. What did he do? But, I really don't remember what caused them to go off the deep end, but Uber Danger. Uber Danger? Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing he's posted was like six days ago, but he's like playing Fallout now and stuff like that, like the last what? time. What's he doing on Fallout in 2021? Listen, he, he just plays whatever he wants to play now because his uh, viewer rate just declined after he did he did something oh I really vote manipulation what he did. vote huh? manipulation that's he what was, he did like yeah exposing like he was mistreating fans and whatnot um they were um manipulating votes and he was also sleeping with underage fans there you go that that that'll kill you pedophilia will kill you anytime yeah even accused yeah, pedophilia yeah. will kill you. Yes, yes, yes. And that, yeah, yeah, that's what happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one ever talks about the mental health aspect of doing stuff like this. Putting yourself out there is scary. Like, what was this guy's name? Etika? Etika? What was his name? You know, you know what's also funny? What's up? 
um well not really funny in what they did but it's funny from my perspective if you look at like me yeah. as, a, as a random passer buyer i unironically said yo i haven't seen sky williams in a while what's he up to right right meanwhile in reality sky williams isn't posting because he was grooming underage men what to make them think that they were gay so that way he could be with them because sky what? williams is a gay is is a you know prolific gay creator how right? do you groom someone to be gay yo listen <laughs> i you understand slide in the dms you flirt with them you let them know that uh how you talk i think what happened was that he was talking to them like he was a chick right oh he was catfishing but, yeah, he was catfishing, but then when they realized it was a dude, with them, no, listen, listen. There's nothing different between being a dude or me being a guy. You like the conversations. And he would just, like, you know, bait them in that way. That was one. Uh, the second one was that he was borrowing so much money from his friends and then using that same money to donate to charities, to make himself look like to keep up, pretty much to keep appearances going, right? Without any, pay, without paying back any of it. I can understand right? it. Yeah. Like he was just like he was sponging hardcore. I never really knew this because I don't really pay attention to social media. I don't look at like news threads or like you know the social drama media center, is evil. whatever social know. media. Exactly. Me personally, I I never put myself into the cog system, so I don't really care about that shit. So yeah, so that's why. I was so when uh, my uh, one of my friends yesterday was all like, "Oh, you mean the same guy that did this and this?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, keep his oh, ass wow. away from the from the limelight." Yeah, why? Nah, yeah, why yeah, was he yeah, even there yeah, in the first place at this point? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He definitely shouldn't have made a, a goddamn video after all. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, but it's um, a scary world we're living in. Like someone can convince you you're gay, and it comes out, and then like people look at you like, "How are you convinced that you were gay when you're not?" Like, how do you let someone con like it's hard it's hard to justify that to your friends that you were the one getting groomed let alone being the groomer that's a scary shit yeah it's crazy because like that's a big thing with these youtubers a lot of them are fucking crazy no oh my goodness man like, there are so many there's people some tragedies who, too they, there are so many people like like edp for example right right um there like he was an, he was he was a regular guy that blew up suddenly and he got a lot of fame but he was not the kind of person who should have gotten that fame and it really showed i think recently he was found on like a there was like another youtuber base that was doing like knock off uh joe hansen really? is it joe hansen the catch the catch a predator guy is his name Chris, Hansen? Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Yeah, Joe Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen. Right. <laughs> Joe's a common name for these pedophiles, by the way. Yeah, but they, they did like a knockoff Chris Hansen to catch a predator uh, video, where they literally got the famous the the, the famous YouTuber EDP. Right. What? He was known as um as a what like. So let me let me double check it here, I right? sure. So I get this idea with his most like popular uh video. I think his most popular vid was uh just like a reaction clip. Oh god, don't even get me started him. on those being so popular. Fucking reaction videos. 
stealing content to make money. Anybody yeah, who does that's disgusting. Jesus Christ. I hate but, those so much. But it, but he wasn't the guy doing the reactions, right? Right. He was the guy being reacted. If you, if you, if you reacted to, yeah. He's the guy on the opposite side of the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, because he made off of some clip that was the most funniest shit ever back in the day. But he just took that shit. And unfortunately for him, right, my man was a full-on no kind of uh, remorse pedophile. Like, no my kind? dude, I, like, at one point, like, there's a video. If you guys go on YouTube, you'll see it there. I'll probably link it. Uh, for the EDP 445 situation of him being exposed. My man literally was shown having multiple text messages. Oh God. This, with this, like this thinking images. it was a young thinking that it was it was a younger girl. There's screenshots. Right? He's, they got the car facts on this man. They, oh my they, god. They had him in 4K. 4K? And all, all my man oh. said was, damn, I'm probably going to jail, huh? Yeah, I'm probably going to jail. <laughs> Oh god, that's like the saddest reaction. Like he's not even trying to deny it. He knows he's fucked. He's not trying to deny it. My man just goes, "I'm probably going to jail, huh?" That's yeah, scary, man. That's a scary thing. Like, like, dope, like, like, so removed from it, right? Like, he has his glasses on. I think in the confrontation video when he's talking to them, like his 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 hands on his shoulder or his hands on his hips, and he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah, I, I knew, I, I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, I knew. I, I, it was me. Yeah. He's he's peeking in, like he's trying to calm the other guy down, who's like angry at him. And he's all like, "No, no, I, I get it. You know, you're mad. I understand. Yeah, sure, definitely, dude. Like, you know, just like 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 the fist bump him or like dap him up. It's like he's just so removed from how bad of a situation that he's in. It isn't shock, is it? He's literally just like that kind of guy. He, he is just he was just that removed. like he wasn't shocked no he, he just oh that's scary you just, know, he came with bad intentions if that's the kind of guy he is that's some scary stuff like i think the best Lost one words there he is or it was like uh from two from 2900 tay i'll just i'll get the youtube links so that you know you can link that later yeah, on one thing sure. i hope though one day is that i get I don't want fame, fame, but I hope this podcast gets big enough so I can just have like that Joe Rogan style guy. Yo, Jamie, pull that up for me real quick. Let me just look at a screen that someone else is Googling for us as we talk. Oh, yeah, that that would be good. That would be, that would like, be good. Or, like, or like in like or like in post credits. If we do like a video version of it and put in, the, in like the in post, I don't know why. I'm lucky I'm scared. I'm lucky I'm scared to be having my face shown on the Internet and shit. Like I'm lucky scared of fame. But also, it really, it really depends on just how you is it just like it's the it's the boundaries that you set. So, for example, guys, uh, if we do get famous, or not even we, if Marty, because it's really for Marty, if Marty gets famous, fuck off if you think you're showing off to his house. Yeah, I hate that. He's not he's not your friend in reality. He like, will treat if, you like a human being for sure. If 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 you see him on the street, don't act like he's like some kind of untouchable god. He, he'll definitely clown you. If oh. he notices you looking at him like that, just That's to make true. you feel worse about yourself, That's just so true. you know, I'll, I'll keep it a stack with you, <laughs> right? I, Always, I hope that he's still doing that. Like I in the changed. future, everybody says that right? I haven't changed a bit. 
Like, you in know the me? future, if he's gotten more popular, hopefully he's not the kind of guy who wants to take the selfie photo with all the big thumbs up with the large smile. No, I'm not. In Susie. reality, I'm not Susie. Stay the fuck away from me. In the reality, in the future, you'll get at best him looking over his sunglasses at you, and then maybe a cackle as he's walking away and in some kind of weird format. Some kind of weird format. That would be the classic Mardi Gras right there. But um, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I I am not an introvert. I'm really not. I just have introvert qualities. I like my privacy, and I like my peace. Don't expect me. Like, if you're going to walk, oh, my God, are you Mardi Gras from the internet? Uh, No, you got the wrong dude. That's the answer you should expect. And if you're a listener to the podcast, you will know that if you were to do that to me in public, especially if I'm with people, I would get upset. Like, mm-hmm. Drawing attention to me would suck. Like, I don't mind having a fan base and people who like it but it's just like that overreactive shit where you know they're doing it for their own clout they're not excited to see mm, me they're doing okay. it for their own clout that it, that irks me just as much as being bothered because now yeah. you're just using me so yeah, i get that no yeah, yeah, yeah forewarning uh like i always say go fuck yourself if you think you want to bother me during a meal i'm trying to eat and that's one of the reasons why i had to redo the whole podcast because i showed aspects of that go fuck yourself personality not giving a shit in the original podcast called The Unqualified. Fuck you guys for costing me like 20 sponsors. Um, really we got reported. We got reported, by the way. But... We got reported. Oh, you got reported? Yeah, we got reported. yeah, I figured. I figured it was going to happen. I told you. I was like, hey, you know. We had Hulu. We had Hulu as a potential sponsor. We had Hulu? It was a good first episode. It was a very good first. You can't lie. It was a good first episode. It flowed really well. It was a good one. That was definitely it was definitely a nice flowing episode, but just <laughs> I'm thinking of putting it behind a paywall. <laughs> you gotta pay like a hundred bucks uh, on Patreon and to get age to it. restriction. Yeah, oh ooh. Like double it up. For what sure. I would like to do though is like panels. You know, mm-hmm. like I do like San Japan's and shit. I would do a panel. Yeah. But only like eighteen okay. plus. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's that why way I don't have to worry about holding my tongue. That's why like subject. I got a community yeah. manager, my girl Jess. I'm having her gonna be like my TikTok girl. My Twitter girl, she's gonna manage all that shit for me. That big, big. Just, oh. be, just because she, she's more likable and she, she loves mm-hmm. social media. I hate it. Oh my god! I don't I like being a slave it, to it. I don't check my Insta it's, every day. I hate that. It's not even being a slave. Just like, so I'm naturally a consumer of other influencers, right? I'll, I'm a regular guy, right? right? I'm not gonna pretend like I go on YouTube and I just watch news outlets like an old man. I watched me a couple of Ludwigs, you know. Okay. I watched me a Rad Brad, Philip DeFranco, of course. My no, daily Rad Brad is news. amazing. Oh, he's so good. I miss, I, I, I'll say this, I miss the old Rad Brad for sure, but even recent Rad Brad, I, I, I can't get mad at you him. Can't, you can't hate him for growing. I'm, I'm happy that he's growing. doing what he's doing. I can hate on him uploading like three hour videos now. Oh, God. When he, when he used to be a 15 minute bro. Now he's uploading like 30 plus hours, and I get it. There's so many new games pumping out, and he has to stick with every new game that's playing because some people want to see him. It's play. hard to stay relevant. Yeah, it's really hard too. So I'll, I understand that. Blame PewDiePie and Ninja. Like, what's up, guys? Like, those overreactive personalities. I hate that. I hate it. Uh, to be fair, but Brad I can Brad appreciate had that. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Kind I can of appreciate though because he stays. Yeah. He stays who he is. You can still see it. He stays who he is. You can appreciate someone who stays consistent. 
not video length wise, but personality wise. They're not changing who they are for views. Actually, you know what? I might have to tape. Mm, okay. So with the most recent uh, Resident Evil 8 village, so maybe he's only doing like these two hour, three hour uploads if there's a lot of games that are mainstream in the pipe system they have to get through. Right. Because looking at it, I mean. It's not I a very mean, entertaining game, to be honest. Like this yeah. Part, this part where you got to sit there and like watch nothing happen. I can't blame him he's, for that definitely he's definitely spliced those out because normally brad would have played uh resident evil uh village eight and all these episodes like he's put down how many episodes he's put down 30 plus one two three four five six seven he's put down 37 videos meanwhile like a couple years back these 37 would have easily just been maybe a 20 with each uh, video being like an hour plus long for each one. And you just call it a day like that. Especially, it just depends on what kind of game he's playing. But yeah, so happy that Rad Brad's still doing out there. I'm only going to say that he changed once he changes his uh, profile for YouTube from the Dead Space or Dead Space 2 video game to something else where he does a rebrand. Okay, good was Dead that he Space changed. 2? Mm, I love those games. Dead Space 3's lost me. Dead Space, these, eh, Dead Space 3 lost me, but I love Dead Space 1 and 2. It's like Spiral, oh. the newest Saw movie. Ugh. Did you watch it? I heard about it. I heard that it wasn't very good. Is that true? Okay. Real true? take. Be honest, is Spoiler it true? Spoiler warning. Okay. Spoiler warning and real take. It's okay. How are you going into watching this movie? Low standards. Low standard. Low standard. Okay, no, no, but like, are you expecting a Saw movie or a movie with a Saw format? That's very important, actually. I am expecting... how you gauge this movie. I'm expecting them to use the Saw name in this movie, but there's lacking in the Jigsaw aspect. There's, okay. You can't have Saw without Jigsaw. The fucking character is Jigsaw. Okay. That's why okay. I didn't like three so... where he got killed. Spoiler, if you haven't seen it, you're not gonna see it by now, so fuck off. Um <laughs> it's the truth. Because listen, True. the first one was only good because it hits you with that twist. It's like, oh, oh, he really cut it off. And then the second one's like, all right, what happens after the first? Okay, this is different. And the third is like, huh? Alright, this is way too much non-killing for me. <laughs> like there's there's no redemption for these people. They're just dying out. It's annoying. Is the third one the one where they do like the traps are built to kill them where they're not meant to survive? Yes. Is that the third one? The third one was okay. the one where she was making traps like that and he was okay. trying to punish her for okay. that. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing, right? Oh, God. The movie, I know, right? I, I start off with that, but the movie Spiral could be best actually described as Chris Rock. Oh, God. Being God. Chris Rock. Oh, no. But trying to be Denzel's character in Training Day. Okay. Everybody hates. Everybody hates Chris with Training me? Day. Yeah, everybody hates Chris with Training Day. God damn it! Yeah, I feel you. Okay, Fuck. I'm disappointed. And then you put that into the Saw universe, okay? Where people are corrupt and assholes for oh, no. just because they are. No reason why. There's no big payoff. There's no gangster nope. mob. Oh god. They just are, right? But it then has a very solid plot twist 
of a season of a of like movie one of Saw. So I'll give it that. It has a really strong plot twist that you pick up on almost instantly when it happens. Once again, no spoilers. But for those who have watched the movie, who will watch the movie, there will be a scene that will be odd. And that will be the deadest giveaway of who the real culprit is. Oh That's God. just the truth of it. Let's be honest with me. And is this then, like the first one where you can literally just read the Wikipedia page, not read the last paragraph, and then get hit with a big swerve? No, actually. It's more so... It's subtle? It's very subtle with what's going on? It's very subtle, but because you know it's a Saw movie, the, the lack of showing is then the tell of, oh... So that's the person that actually is the culprit. Swear to God. It is you know, like, it, it, it does fall victim to the horror movie cliche. Oh, it follows the tropes? Every, yeah, we're like, if oh. everybody dies but one guy, and oh. he supposedly dies off screen, he's not really dead. You what know what I mean? got like, killed? Bullshit is that? Like, it's, it's every move scary movie where if every character dies on screen, but the one character who dies off screen. So it's like, like that movie uh, Stay Alive with Frankie Muniz. Stay Alive, or it's like... Scream, um, where the killer's uh, never the, really dead. The cabin, or, like, or it's the cabin where the one drunk, uh, the, the druggy guy oh. uh, dies off screen to the zombies, but then he doesn't actually die, so he shows up in the, in the very end, right? <sighs> It's it. it's like that, but I'll, I will admit, it's not badly done. It's actually really well done. I will say that much is true. I'll have to because, look yeah, because I, I definitely will say if you want me to just give a, a hard rating, it's an eight out of ten movie. Ooh. As far as as far as being in the just being in the in, in the Saw franchise, it's better than Saw three because yes, in this movie I'll let you guys know it does follow Saw 3's beats when it comes to the trap creation. When it comes to the trap hmm. creation, it's I do, Saw I always did like the traps. I will give them that. They were always creative. And then it has the stupid-ass jump cuts like in Saw 1 or Saw 2. Was Saw 2 the one where the girl had her head locked in that bear trap? I, yes, and she had to cut out either her eye or like her boyfriend's stomach or something, one of those. Yeah, 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 to like Saw unlock two was it like so that way she got away. Yeah, where like Saw the traps two was were, peak. You had to really think. Like you could get out of most of these traps. Stick instead of sticking both your hands in one of the traps, you can just slide your your hand into the same hole, right? Right. And get right. and get the the needle the syringe. Instead, this dumb bitch sticks both her hands in there and gets cut up to death. Yeah, so dumb. I always but... thought that those were the saddest part about these movies that the, the characters were idiots. <laughs> but you know how in uh Saw two in the very beginning when they display the trap and they do like 17 different jump cuts oh, of the girl God. standing still in the needles and especially she's, and she's like shaking around even what it looks like is a different jump cut but she's really just standing there the whole time yeah right they abuse that camera feature in in, in spiral oh. when it comes to the uh first guy they went to the, the taken movie style of editing have 17 yeah. edits of liam neeson jumping up that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they did. They that's did. So, and that's why I have to knock down points. And I have to knock down points um, for how the traps were built, because it's like Saw 3 when it comes to building traps where 
the killer says that there's a way to escape, but fuck off. They're not really escaping. Like, no, there's no fucking way. Um, I have to watch at least, movie. Yo, oh, no, because... And, it, and the reason why it's so high is because, yes, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson uh. is quite literally Chris Rock and then the Samuel L. Jackson character from the bodyguards, uh, no, from the Hitman's bodyguard. Ooh. That's Samuel L. Jackson. The sequel to that is going to be amazing. Oh, it's got to be good. It's got to be. Coming out like but... later this week, right? Later next week? The 17th? Hitman Bodyguard 2? Yeah, next week. The 17th, isn't it? The Hitman's I'm excited for that. My whole family loves that shit. Oh yeah, it is. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna watch that. I will rent out a feeder if I have to. Oh no! Oh yeah, I'm definitely watching that for sure. 100. percent Yeah. But yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson's character, like uh, Darius, right? Darius uh, Kincaid. In that movie, you just take Darius Kincaid and you put him in the Saw franchise because that's the exact same character that you get, which I personally feel was cheap, in my opinion. I feel like Samuel Jackson just phoned in his character. For, he's a cheat uh, in general. Here. He's a cheat in general because whatever he's in tends to be pretty damn good. Except for Glass. I didn't like Glass. <sighs> the issue, yeah, but like the issue is that now I feel like he's just getting typecasted. And oh, or yeah. not typecasted. He's just feeling lazy and he's not trying to be a new guy. He's just going back to the old characters. I'm like, Mr. Sam with, Jackson that yeah. would be like what was it? He would be featured in like, like what's it called? Those game shows where it's like, oh, they put him in the Walking Dead game as a joke. That's fucking hilarious. Like he could do whatever you want him to do, but he's the same dude basically. Like Hitman's bodyguard right, exactly. is exactly like what's it called? Uh, Snakes on a plane, Sam Jackson, badass. Django, uh, Sam Jackson, completely different than, yeah, than no, Black yeah, Snake, Mo, Sam is... Jackson. Right. It's it's, or like, it's it's common uh, with black actors too to fall into like that same pulp thing. Faction. No, because I'll say that Pulp Fiction. Samuel I say Pulp Jackson, Faction. I caught you by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that Pulp Fiction Samuel Jackson is different than uh, you know. Uh, He's in his seventies though. I can't really blame him for wanting to just sit back and chill. Yeah, and that and that's why I give him the pass. Like, okay, I'm like, all right, fine. You know what? Fair enough. You understand that day. you're just here. To say motherfucker, motherfuckerly, right? Or like to be like the the old man who just who gets all angry, as when he was in his actual old man version. But then they did like a flashback to where he was like the deputy chief, and I was once again sold. I was like, oh, this is a different character than the Darius Kincaid version. The day he dies, so sad. Oh my god, gonna change because he's getting older, man. Look how many people we lost last year. Within the past five years. Ugh. It'll be a sad day. Him next to Will Smith and Obama are gonna be some sad ass days. Listen, man, don't 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 count out uh Black genetics. I know, I know. Y'all live for a long time. Yeah, we try. But uh (laughs) it's 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 the one payoff that we got this whole this whole uh I will say that this has been a good podcast. Like we had a lot of different notes, and I think that people really got a chance to know you on this one. I'm, I'm for sure gonna have you on again. And I can't wait to play it back to hear what I was saying because I'm just I'm just well, talking to you. I'm not really. Uh... Well, the cool thing about this is this approach. It's just me shooting the shit, basically. Mm-hmm. But right. I do. That's one of the reasons why I like doing it this way. I'm gonna try to kind of avoid getting people's faces in here. I want people to maintain some form of an you know be anonymous just a little bit. Because right, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the idea of fame does not it, it doesn't really interest me. 
I just want to do something different. And I think what makes this different is that all these podcasts stick to one topic, like games and stuff. We hit different topics and different personalities. And this, we weren't trying so hard to be funny on this one. It's just a conversation, which we can. We can always type up the funny, but what do you really get from that? You get nothing. You don't learn anything. You get a show. Yeah, you get a show, but I'm just trying to just shoot the shit here and there. Yeah. Like, I can give a bigger show here. I can always just be like, yo, Derek, if you had a choice, and I'm going to be very honest, if you had a choice, would you give a shit about George Floyd if you didn't see the video? Be honest with me. Would you choose to give a shit if you didn't see the video? That's say no. actually something. I say no. I was so, me, I was actually irate about it because I'm still pissed about it right now, right? Because, and okay, here's the thing, right? Don't right. get me wrong. Racism in any capacity is not something that should be condoned, should not be something that should actually happen. So yes, 100%. Even in a joking matter, feeling, it still right, should be wishy-washy on that line. If you are feeling discriminated, that's not something that you should actually feel ever as a human being, right? Because that's not how the whole law of the golden rule that we were taught when we were elementary students, for God's sake, uh, speaks about. You're supposed to treat somebody like you want to be treated. And if you want to be treated like a piece of shit, that's a very different telling. You should go see a, a psychiatrist. Yeah, and if you want to that, talk right? shit, you should be prepared for repercussions instead of complaining about things. It's like, oh, it's, it's because I'm white. It's because I'm black. No, you talk shit, and now you're getting you know, repercussions for it. You know? Even though... I say that. Hmm? Let me be absolutely clear. What the fuck do you mean that the Asian community or the Oriental community gets a full fucking Asian month? What do you mean LGBTQ plus alphabet gets a full month in speedrunner time compared to African Americans? And don't get me wrong. I don't want a fucking month, right? I want to be treated like a normal human being. I want to be treated like how these Caucasian people are treated, where you don't have a Caucasian month, right? You don't have yeah. a, a month for Caucasians. I'm sure you definitely, I guess you could say that, you know, you have the uh, 4th of July, you have like set day holidays. You no, know, the month, really the month hyped up. where we killed a bunch of, you know, natives to the country we right. live in now to so celebrate I, that. Yeah, kind of weird, but still, you don't get a whole month of white history and you know it was like pandering. white contribution and stuff like that because there's no need for that they understand that they are people with value they don't need a whole month to make them feel better about themselves i don't want a whole month of black history right if you want to pander to the asians just take out black history month and then make that the asian month or you know right? treat them like people how about that or treat them like people but even then and I gotta say, there's off with all fairness here. Asians, where do you get off? You are guys. They are make good orange chicken. Being, you guys are known for being like incredibly really hard chicken. workers, right? You guys are known for being incredibly hard workers. Are they? Isn't that just another stereotype? Yes, but what I'm saying, like, that's what they have to complain about. You, if you get what I mean, like, oh, where, okay. where, like, like the hate only really came. Because ignorant people are blaming Asians for the coronavirus, which then maybe the which is their ludicrous, really ludicrous. stupid, really dumb, right? But it affected their income, sure, 
maybe affected their day-to-day lives where they can say, well, my wife would not have realized I'm a piece of shit if we had an eight-hour time block against away from each other so that way she only really gets to see me for maybe like, you know, four hours out of the day before we spend the other eight hours sleeping, right? So with an extra eight hours of them being in a confined space with each other, they realize, oh, wow, I actually do not love this person. Wow, this person actually pisses me off. I don't want to be with them anymore, right? And so you blame the coronavirus on them realizing that, even though in reality, it just means that you were actually a shit person. You were doomed to fail in the first place. Yeah, you were doomed to fail. You just got a microscope put on you suddenly, and oh, so sorry that it happened to you. We're going to hit that in a second, because that might be one of our rapping things, but you're not wrong. Right. So when I heard of, oh man, Asians are getting beaten in the streets, my first reaction was, wow, wasn't it only like a month ago where a black man was literally assaulted, beat down, and then suffocated to death in the middle of a road by five other police officers? Or a woman was shot to death right in, in her, her own, own apartment. home. Yeah. Right. Why are we not still talking about those people? Why is it suddenly... Keep in mind, right? It's all about love no asian hate right or stop asian hate there's no hate here right when's the last time you've heard the black lives matter movement talked about i haven't heard it since last year when i was driving and saw a protest that was not even filled with black people it was filled with white people protesting and yes yeah i mean and which i which i feel conflicted about i was conflicted i don't feel conflicted about that because that just shows the generation gap right kids today and kids hopefully in the future as time and time goes by and we continue to spurn the teachings of our forefathers and our backwards teaching of our forefathers. Yes, I get it. African-Americans came a very long way from getting literally 50 plus years, 150 plus years of getting, you know, brought in. And even before that, right, 400 plus years yeah. of us enslaving each other. And then we sold each other off to become the, like quote, cattle. Unquote, white man to be like cattle or be like trading chips right Ooh, nfts trading if chips you is will. a good way to describe right. it <laughs> basically treating us like bitcoins right treating us like bitcoins to sell off to make easier transactions happen right i get it right we came a long way from then to now being you know looked at differently but at least accepted if we set we fit a certain carlton demographic right we don't trust the Will Smiths, but the Carlton Banks are okay, I guess, within eyesight of visible reach. We won't Thank trust you. Carlton to be in the back room Thank with you. our daughters, right? But we at least will trust them to look over our books after we get the Jewish guy to look after our books as well. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. That's, that's, that's really all I'm saying. He's too about black that. for the black folk, but too black. Wait, he's too white for the black folk. Wait, am I too saying black right? for the two, yeah, 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 Tyler, to Tyler Critter reference, yeah, yeah, too black for the too white, black folks. for the white folks, but too, too white, white for, for the blacks. Black. Yes, yeah. thank yeah, you. Okay. That's what that's what it feels like, isn't it? And that's why it's so conflicting to me because I love that this generation that's coming up, they don't have that kind of hate, even if it's being taught to them, they're learning otherwise because their communities are more diverse nowadays. Oh yeah, like they're straight up disowning their parents for having those kind of views. I right? love that. But it's conflicting, Derek, because what makes our generation different is because I know that they know it's wrong. And I'm sure that they understand it's wrong. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I feel like the idea that they don't understand the, the in-depth history of it. I think they get it now because of what's happening in today's modern society and how tragic last year was for the black community specifically because you guys were not getting a good rap at all and you guys were not getting justice and it was coming out that this has been coming out not coming out happening for so long and there's so much footage of it on dash cams and body cams and it's been swept under the rug yeah like it's, it's, it's been like that forever it's the fact like, that yeah they don't, they don't yeah, get that, it that's the difference they of, don't yeah, get like, it that's the difference of it man it's like okay sure i get you right like 100 percent dash cams happened right but even you saying that last year was a really bad rap for us yeah. in all honesty marty it wasn't last it wasn't. year was just Another the exact year. same thing as the year before that and the exact same thing as the year before that we haven't had a real catastrophic year unless you want to count when martha Luther king died and then a whole bunch of people went full rioting mode against their own and then killed their own in that like week or so of just straight pandemonium that was the last bad year that I can think of, knowing my history. I don't know. Right? I feel like it was a worse year because you guys actually have a bigger voice now. Because of all, like, this. Oh, that's why. But I... worse for who? It wasn't worse for us, personally. You don't because... think so? No, no, I don't. Because if we look at it on the bare numbers, right? And listen, I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, remember, bare I'm not numbers... black, so you see it differently than I do. Yeah, no, yeah, but still, like, because I, I look at it as, okay, yes. Being raised at a point where my parents were forcing me to get any form of ID because they were terrified of me just walking down the street. Since I first got my job, like six, eight years ago, when I was working over at the other location, I'm not naming names, of course, because, you know, location leak, right? But when I was walking over by that location and I was walking back home at like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, right? My dad would actually take the time out of his sleep schedule to drive me home some days because he was afraid of the patrolling cops that would patrol the parking lot to mistake me as someone trying to break into the store versus someone leaving the store, right? And he was afraid of something happening with me because I'm a tall African-American male. And they're like, scary. you need an ID. You need to get something. You need to get something. I'm like, why do I need to get something? I am dressed plainly. I can easily call them because I'm thinking of it like, I guess, like I'm a white guy where, oh, no, officer, I can just make a phone call and everything will be fine, right? Because they are elderly adults. They have a stigma of what cops are about. I didn't have that stigma. Yeah, it was a different time. Right? It was a hugely different time. Different time from when they were growing up, right? And yeah. keep in mind, they're not even from America. They're from the islands. They're Which is Jamaica a, that's Diana. a different world, like, not close. So when they so back when back in their age, they never had to deal with American racism. They just had to dealt with like crooked cops or like you know corrupt cops, corrupt cops in um the governmental system. Yeah, who died in today? Their countries, which isn't really all that different, but still, right? They're so used to a that, different world, man. The fact that he's that scared for you in a world that he grew up in, in comparison, that's a scary thing. Right, so when it's more violent for you guys, to be honest. Yeah, so that's when you're like, oh man, back then, or like last year was just a crazy year for you guys. It was only seeming like that because we had a perfect storm, if we're calling it that, of no one having and nothing else happening, right? Right. People wanted to rally and conjoin about something, 
And they saw that as a means of doing something outside for once again, mm-hmm. no matter how destructive or how cooperative it was. And yes, we have beautiful people who made beautiful Very. things happen, right? That made things happen. But at the end of the day, Marty, and I want to make this a clear thing. I'm listening. I'm that listening. I find disgusting. At the end of the day, after all those months of protesting and rioting and stuff like that, all we got was an amendment that was voted on on the police academy rulebook that stated that you can no longer choke as a form of restraint. That's it? That's all. Look it up. That's no, I believe you. Got. I believe you. That's the, I remember. Yeah, that's all we got that, 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 that we can hold to somebody in a court of law. Because we did not get, right, we didn't get the ability to have cops distance themselves from a suspect once he's been detained, right? Where if he's in handcuffs and he's handcuffed to, like, the, the, the uh, fender or the bumper of their police car, right? So right. he can't escape anywhere, right? He's handcuffed. He can't move anywhere, right? We didn't get that. We didn't get the ability to uh, limit police using uh, guns and rifles or different ammunitions of guns and rifles. We, we didn't get that either, right? We didn't get the ability to have cops have to go through real logistic uh, search and warrants where things need to actually be double-checked correctly through the court of law system. We didn't get an update on what they can search and warrant because if we did, that shooting in her own house would not have happened, right? Right. So we didn't get any of the things that would actually make change. All we got was a promise of we will try to not choke out the next person. We're not talking about the woman that got beamed, right, completely ratioed out in her home. We're not talking about the other guy who got shot by the female cop because she saw a taser that she dropped on her own person, right? Said it was a taser, knew it was a taser, and still shot him saying, oh, they had a gun on him, right? Wow. I did not know about that It was her taser because we don't talk about it anymore, right? Because it's no longer the most uh, plot uh, driven thing. Now it's about the Asian culture. Which and is another enough, issue in itself. And soon enough, the Asian culture will just get swept away for the LGBT community because that's what is happening right now. LGBT is LGBTQ month. And mark my words, you can timestamp me, right? On July, you will no longer see pandering for the LGBTQ. Which they shouldn't have in the first place. I'm not even going to lie to you. There, there shouldn't be pandering. There really should not be. You're right? gay. That's but, not a big deal to us. You know, be who you want to be. All right, nobody's holding you back anymore. Right. You can get you married. You should not be, yeah. That's, that's what you wanted. Is, that's right? all you wanted. You wanted people to get married. No one yeah. stopped you before. Even then, personally speaking, that's overrated. Right? Yes, marriage is overrated anyway. Just fighting, be life partners. Fighting this hard for a piece of paper really doesn't matter that much, in all honesty. And we don't care if it's yes, controversial it. either. There's like, and yeah, I get it. There are some legal routes that are more beneficial. We could put down legally that you're married because you get like different kind of benefits. You get different of kinds of like pay a differential, right? So I get that, that you, you want to be able to cash in on that stuff. But in reality, you're not marrying somebody because they can make your paycheck more larger by comparison, not having to get so much money taken away from your paycheck. 
You're marrying them because you love them. Exactly. And that should be or the only reason. it should reason. be. Nowadays, it probably doesn't happen that way. Nowadays, people just marry people, you uh, know, on a spur of a moment. It's and like, then they all right. Them. I'm you know, done. Divorcal rates going up like crazy I apparently now. don't want anybody but you. And I fucked up. And I want you to know that I'm sorry that I'm fucked up about me having to do much more to fix that fuck up. So let's just get married to make you think Dude. that I fixed it. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. All right. And this, and this, is, this is real shit here. Okay. Out of all the flack that I have for my own personal family ecosystem, the one thing I got to say, no matter how fucked up I find my mom, how fucked up I find my dad at times, right? I can equivocally say I will be the most shocked individual if they actually get divorced. Really? Keep in mind, yes. My dad, he lives in his own separate room to keep the peace, right? My mom hasn't actually brought my dad into a conversation of decision-making maybe in the last two to three years, right? But my dad is so unbothered, so understanding in this aspect of she is my wife. I only have one wife. If she divorces me because she no longer wants to be with me, I understand that it's her choice, but I am not remarrying. I only have one wife. I'm not restarting my life. That was good enough for me. If I can look back and truly say that I made her feel happy, and if she can look back and pinpoint days where she felt that she was really happy with me, that's good enough for me. Like, that is such a strong thing that you don't see anymore. You don't see that. You, you see a lot of quitters, a lot of cheaters because of that. You, you, you get cheaters. You get people who drive themselves to alcohol. They check out. the most smallest of... Uh, Arguments, pettiness. Arguments, right? Which aren't even arguments nowadays. It's conversation. Just straight conversations that they can't take someone else's input on. Where people get married, and I swear to God, it's just because of sitcoms or like reality TV shows nowadays. Someone else feels this way. It's a piece of People get married. But people get married, and they think that automatically means that when they come home, they can no longer be confronted with a different thought. Like, they come home and they go, I just want to come home to yell in my own personal speech bubble, and if my husband or if my wife isn't 100% agreeing with me, if they ever even try to take the other person's side, well, they don't love me, and I don't want to be with them anymore. They are against me. They don't, which, yeah. they don't understand me without me which making the, the most- effort understand them first in their pers- in their perspective it's such Which a self-centered thing backwards thing like because that's not why you get married you don't get married to have a yes man or a yes woman at your house or a partner that's not that's not you you get a partner who will be with you in the things of thin yes they'll be with you but they're also there to give you a different outlook keep you grounded to make you understand as best they can that maybe that choice that you made at work wasn't the best one. You're to there to keep you as an honest person. Yeah, they're there to keep you honest. They're there to to show you, like people say, "Oh yeah, she's my other half." Why they call them your other half? They have a yeah. different perspective. If they call yeah, you, yeah, like you're supposed it's, it's to not, grow with them. Yeah, an other half doesn't mean that they're my that they're my you know duplicate. incel clone. They're not me or my duplicate. Right, exactly. Which I think is one of the sad things about a marriage. It's one of those things where if they're not with me, I've got to give up. I got to get a divorce. And 
I got I gotta say, you should give yourselves five to ten years in a relationship before you even consider marriage. And if you do get married, you should already know what you're getting yourself into. If you're falling for shit where a person is changing because of something you said and it's only temporary, you can't get upset because that's something that they've probably done early on. If they're not right. listening to you, you should have known. Marriage is about communication. It's about work. You put the effort in to start a relationship, maintain a relationship. You can't end it on a drop of a dime. You can't expect a person to be everything you want them to be on that given day because they're their own person. They have their own opinion. And that's why I kind of I kind of dig how your dad is. Like, I can respect it. Don't get me wrong. It's not something that I would ever want for myself. I, I would no, never want to be in that situation. I, I can't even... <laughs> to be I can't a even stranger like, in your own home I can't somebody? conceptualize that. Like, and sure, there's definitely some things that my dad as a person is that I understand, okay maybe sure you don't want to actually have the conversation with him because he is stuck in his ways but that is your husband or you know that's my father so i know in advance the kind of guy he is right right so at the very least include him now of course if he wants to stay stuck that's his choice right yeah like there's only so far you can intervene and or justify right but never in my life would i have ever thought if you asked me hey derek how do you think uh, your marriage is going to be when you get married. I never would answer you. Oh yeah, I just imagine that my wife is going to start not including me in family get-togethers, or she'll make up excuses why I couldn't come, even though she never really asked me if I wanted to show up. Cause she just assumed that I didn't want to go. Yeah, like, I would never want to. Never. I would never not want to be at least asked. If you already know that I don't want to go, I always appreciate being asked anyway, because it shows that you give a damn about. How I'm feeling that day. It shows that you give a damn about my presence. Even if you know I'm going to say no. It's that consideration that keeps something there strong. And you still care about that person's input. And or desires. Yeah. Because. It's work. It's literally a job that you're signing up for. Basically. Well it's not even. Well see. When you start thinking about it as a job. You start losing the actual care and empathy behind it. Well, that, that's a thing. So that's like, a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's more sort of, it's just the love. Like, the love is gone. The moment we start looking at it as a chore, the love is gone, bro. The moment someone because... ever tells you, I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore, that, that is the day you know. Yeah, because you know? that means that they love you enough to, you know, Stay. throw you a kiss or, you know, want to see your face eventually, right? But being in love with you means that right now, my wife will be miserable if I'm sleeping in another room right now because she wants to be with me, like in touch range, right? Like, affection. that's the difference between it. That's a big thing. The fact that there's they're not in the same room, like the affection's gone. Like it's like knowing that you're right next to me kind of brings me a sense of peace and joy. You know, it brings me center. I've heard that from so many people, but to be in separate rooms is like being away from you brings me my peace that's that's a tragic that, thing that, yeah that's alone yeah that that that's a that, that is a thought that goes wow but at the same time that also helped shape me as to who i am as a person well that's important. where yeah you should always take cues from other marriages of what not to do what to expect how to be 
you know, you, you never want to be that guy that just didn't see shit like that coming. It's even worse if your dad didn't see it coming. I'm sure he did. It's your dad. He probably has the same level of oh. insight you do. Oh, my. Oh, no. He, see, because we go back and forth on the daily, like, just so that, you know, we can uh, wrap up this point because I don't want to harp on too much. That's nothing. That's not but, but, uh, so, just recently, right, uh, this July, I was supposed to go see my aunts and uncles who moved down to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, me, I'm terrible with, like, keeping contact with people. So that's fair. That's why I don't feel bad that I didn't know that my aunt moved down there and that my cousin on my mom's side is going to move down there as well. I didn't really feel any kind of way about that. Cause I was like, okay, no, that's fair. I, ne I never really showed interest in, you know, reaching out to people because I'm not the kind of guy that I am. I'm mostly in my own bubble, and every now and then I'll peek out to see if people are still breathing. And if they are, perfect. I go back to I go back in my hole. No problem with that. I can respect right? that. That's yes. just how that's how I was raised. But the part that I didn't like was she, my mom didn't ask my dad if he wanted to go down there with her. And it's not the first time this has happened. And she knows full on that is a very terrible situation where she doesn't actually like to be down there by herself. Right. When you see the other or you see your, where you see your sisters with their husbands, but your husband's not there. Mm. And so she called him when they went down to Florida without telling him, telling me or my dad about it. And my dad, <laughs> no chill. Jeb says, well, yeah. Do you feel like a jackass now? Straight <laughs> <laughs> no chill because that's how he is. All like, I've only ever hey, met your dad free. once, and that sounds exactly like something he would say. He's all yeah, you, 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 and he got real Jamaican with it, of course. You know, he's all like, you probably feel like the most stupidest idiot right now <laughs> because you could have took the time to speak with me. It's a family thing. I will always put work aside for family. This is just work. I can get work back again. It's fine. It's just money. You can't get more the money. I don't need though. Oh, you could right. But... Yeah, well, yeah, but he's not that kind of guy. So, <laughs> listen, this is not Invincibles, right? He can't just go 17 years, boom, I can make another one. Boom. Like, 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 you just affect like, me anyway. You just you're going to die eventually. Go and get another one. This is not how it goes. Yo, let me find out. Let me find out my dad's a Viltrumite on the low. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Like, what was this? Who's this? I need some help. Where's my powers? When I when am I kicking in? Like when do uh, I get the family son. inheritance of powers? Wait, see, son, you're a false starter. God damn it! <laughs> like, what does the kick in when you're about fifty? What? Jesus Christ! Man. But yeah, so if I could leave any of the listeners is, with something, like and this is a big subject. Just if you're married and you're unhappy and you've tried talking, and I'm I'm assuming you've tried talking. Communication doesn't seem to be a fucking bright point with some of you men all right i'm gonna I'm be honest it's usually the man doesn't listen and most most women do a lot of you don't if communication isn't working and you're unhappy get a divorce get, just leave there is no point to go as far as to be living in separate rooms because my grandparents were like that at one point separate rooms and that that was sad don't let it get to that point you're uh, you are an adult you're an adult, and if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're like that, you messed up with your own life. It's not just a marriage. It's your own life. You let something about you get, let it get that far to not either notice or to not do anything about it. Just own up to your shit. Pay attention. Communicate. 
be an adult. Deal with problems when they arise. After they've been festering. There's one thing people hate. It's a fucking fester. It's like, don't be that shit that's been stuck in the toilet for three days. I'll leave you with that. Flush it. Either flush it or have someone else do it. Because eventually someone else is going to come and flush that toilet for you. And you don't want to be caught in that. That sound about right, Derek? No? Doesn't sound yeah, right to you? Nah. No, no, no. That is... <laughs> yeah, kind of lost you for a second there. No, because I, 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 I had to think about the whole uh, aspect of it. But no, that is the most best way to do it for nowadays, right? Yeah, because like, back in the day it was communication. Nowadays, it's inaction, in my yeah. opinion. It's inaction yeah, exactly. when you should be acting. Mar- there are plenty of marriages. Listen, if y'all blame the coronavirus for why your relationship failed, no. It failed because one or both of you were incompatible or fucking up. It just, coronavirus just sped up the process and saved you money, probably. Get that out the way. You gotta take control of your own life and think, am I gonna waste my time and your time with this petty bullshit? I don't want to hear that BS of, ah, We've been together this long. I don't want to change. No. No. Do what's best for both of you. If it means divorcing, do it. If it means therapy, do it. But there is no reason to become strangers to each other when you've already dedicated so much time. That That's basically a simple way of saying, nut the fuck up. We're in a new decade here. And there is no excuse for people to not be aware. I genuinely believe that. I do want to put an amendment in there, though. Go ahead. You're, you're always welcome to add. I'm just giving my two cents <sighs> in. And it's really just because it's coming from... Because, I, once again, I have first, you know, visual uh, experience of, walking, of watching this all uh, unfold, right? Leave your advice, because man. Go for it. In reality... Both my mom and my dad are like strong, uh, work-oriented people, right? Which is tough. My my dad, he's a guy who has a stable, very good-paying job, but he's a man who gets bored if he has nothing to do. So his his answer, he gets a whole nother uh self-employed job. He's not only someone who works, if you want to say, for the man, quote-unquote, right? Because he gets mm-hmm. attacked by Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. But he also is an entrepreneur. So right now, for example, it's like uh, 10 o'clock. He just came in after leaving at 4 a.m. I think he might have stopped in at one point, like he normally does, around like maybe 1 o'clock, because I'm at work by then, so I have no idea. But That's an 18-hour like day you just described. 18-hour day, right? He goes to his first job right works that phenomenally right he's the best one there no one can touch him he's like the superintendent right right then he comes home to change out his clothes maybe he grabs a quick cup of of like a pre-made food thing goes out and does uh garden care landscaping right for all across uh the state that we're in or more, more like the county that we're in right right then comes back when the sun's down so in his aspect, if you are with a wife who also needs to wake up at 4 a.m., who is asleep by the time you come home, who wants to complain about how, oh, you're waking her up when you come home, or she has, like, you know, a high uh, sensitivity of, like, migraines and, like, you know, uh, aroma stuff. So now suddenly 
you smelling like outside because of the whole grass and the stuff like that is bothering her. She can't deal, quote unquote, with you coming home like that anymore because she needs to work on her own career. Because she, my mom, she's working like, she works like four units of a medical center where she supervises four units that she's responsible for. She's got the degree. She's got the doctorates. Sure, definitely. So I, so I think it's less of a choice of my dad being there because he doesn't like her. He's separating himself because he wants her to be as comfortable as he can make her, which unfortunately means that she's the most comfortable in her sense of routine with him not disturbing it, which is a sad thing to say in its own right, but it's at least something that can be put down that's understandable, where it's a sacrifice that he has to make because he's willing to sacrifice that small thing to keep the general marriage around. Now, it is getting worse now, definitely, because of how long they spent not being in the same area, and I wish that, you know, they had the Sundays or the Saturdays to talk to each other, right? But I'm just the kid in the situation. They're grown adults. They know what they do. I'm a grown adult. I see it as an issue, so I know that they see it as an issue. If they don't want to fix it, you know, that's on them. I got to worry about my life. But to all you guys out there who are hearing Marty's advice and you're automatically thinking, oh, yeah, well, it's their fault or, oh, if it's my fault, then I'll just fix A, B, and C. But I'm only fixing that because that's what I think needs to get fixed. But I'm not actually going to talk about it with them. No, you got to really think about it. You got to think about what's happening and how much do you love them more than you love your own happiness at the point of time. Because Ooh. if you become happy because they're happier for whatever you're doing, and if that means that you have to spend some days or if you have to spend the work week in a separate room and you just grown accustomed to the fact where you now are just doing it seven days out the week, you don't come upstairs anymore because when you're out, you'll see her in the afternoon time you'll see her in on during sundays and you'll talk to her and you'll do stuff like that and that's good enough for you because you still love your wife so even that small capacity of seeing each other is good enough for you then hey listen think about doing that because now it's less of what you're doing it's more so of how you're interpreting things if you need to love her to be able to see her 24 7 right but you seeing her twenty four seven is causing the issues, and you're not willing to compromise. You're not willing to make that compromise to make her happy as well. Then yo, you picked the wrong person, or you're just not ready for a relationship with an actual human being. You guys got to go back to your uh, gotcha games, wow. where the character is always happy to see you. Wow. So, just for reference, these two forms of advice are very different. So. Mine comes from a place of self-love, while Derek takes a more, I think, empathetic approach to a marriage and to a relationship in terms of actual love for the person, taking precedence over self-love. Is that, is that a correct assumption, Derek? Yeah, I'll say that. So that's a pretty fair way to sum it up. And yeah. that's, what, that's what's very tricky as we get close to the end here, because this has been a very long but great podcast. It's a very tricky aspect of a marriage, and neither one are the is the key. You oh, understand? Yeah, none. Like, we're it's still a, it's both a perfect balance between the two. We're it's still both young. Be a balance between the two somewhere. Yeah, we're both very young, and we're also 
understanding of marriages are all unique because we are all unique people. If Derek's father and mother weren't the way they were, things would be maybe different because because of how they are, their upbringings and you know what their lives are like. His perspective comes from a place of also being a son who's seen their lifestyles. Is that correct as well? Yeah. So it's that line between self-love and love of the person. And you sometimes will be forced to choose either or, kind of like how I interpret it. But if you can find that balance, I'd say go for that over either or. It's, it, I always believe that it's never too late to fix something mm -hmm. if you choose to. And I always believe that loving yourself is the key component of loving another person. But loving another person more than you love yourself is also a problem. So try to find that balance of, I want to do what's right for you. I also want to do what's right for me. Let's talk. I guess that's probably the big lesson from here is talking in that direction. So Derek, anything you want to see on that regard where we end up on our clothes on our two and a half hour mark? I might have to make us a two-parter, by the way. No, I'm saying that's perfect, you know, and if I do come back... Oh, you're coming back. Show. You're coming back. This, this has been fun. This has been a lot more engaging yeah, than most. Say, okay, fine. So then when I do come back on the show, we can talk about uh, breaking of trust. We can talk about Ooh. how the Logan Paul and May and Floyd Mayweather exhibition, because it wasn't a fight, it was an exhibition. I'm going to have to come right? have you come back next July to see the, the whole disputes between LGBTQ <laughs> actually ended in July. I can't wait for that, bro. I can't wait to see if like the pandering has stopped, where the new thing will happen. That will just see. Okay, not even that. I'll one up the ante. Oh, I won't say that to just it. the LGBTQ uh, consideration and this whole, you know, encouraging these video game characters or making characters in a show uh, a part of the LGBTQ to show uh, consideration for these people, right? Right. I will I will wager that that will go away and that you will not hear about Asian hate stopping in America at least. You won't hear anything about that and it'll be something new that'll oh. taken over. Do you want to take a shot at what that could be or you just want to leave it in the dark? Mm, July, July. That's a lot of travel. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it's probably going to be something with the airlines because right now, oh, uh, God. I think American Airlines has made it where you cannot drink alcohol anymore on flights because of that whole video that came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the whole video, of, like heard the harassment of their employees and stuff like that. And they've made a statistical finding that 60% is more likely for that to happen if, if alcohol is involved. So you'll definitely hear people talking about alcohol and you'll hear more about these uh instagram youtube these influencers in the news doing terrible stuff and there needs and there's going to be like a need of like a reformation of the celebrity chain where like hollywood gets involved or some stuff like that oh, right. that's what i'm going to bet deep stuff i'm going to hold you to that and okay. I, I actually kind of agree with the whole celebrity thing it. of course so bring it to a close i tend to like doing little quick three questions just because i've All always right. liked james lipton's you know inside the actor studio sure thing so my first question 
if you can add one thing to the world, one thing, nobody has to know it was you if you don't need it to be. One thing that you think will better the world, what would it be? Truly affordable housing. That is a very good one. You know, that, that is a very good one. People really struggled last year. And that is something I actually would probably touch up on in the next podcast as well. Second question. Now, this is probably like a little bit of a simple one. Do you regret retail or do you think you've learned a lot from it? Because I Absolutely hate it. Absolutely not. Thank Absolutely you. Absolutely not. I, oh, no. And the regret thing, I do not regret my time in retail. You feel like you've grown from it? Yeah, I, I 100% have grown uh, from my experiences of just actually dealing with someone face-to-face who comes in thinking that there's a difference of power and then realizing that there is none whatsoever. Good answer. And the last question, probably one that's a little bit more stuck on the head right now. If you could leave anybody listening to this podcast with one thought, that they need to hold on to from this podcast itself, or just in general, if you don't feel like you can remember anything, what would it be? Why is it that we have to wait for something outlandish to happen before we think we need to make a change? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Derek, one of my closest friends, being a guest on my podcast. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully the world changes for the better. And honestly, just start loving each other more. Let's let's start doing that more. All jokes aside, because you know I could be a dick as much as the next guy, but let's just love each other more. This has been Martism, episode three, and we are done.